Well, I guess it's finally time to do the Han Solo movie. It's Han, but it's fine. Whatever you say, Han. Well, at least we get to see the Millennium Falcon. It's Falcon. Whatever you say, Han. Alright, today we're talking about Solo, a Star Wars story, finally. Starring Alden Ehrenreich, Amelia Clark, Woody Harrelson, Donald Glover, Jon Favreau, Thandi Newton, and Ioana Suatamo. Donald Glover 83. Direct, directed by Ron Howard and also kind of Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Um, we'll get to it. Um, so, yeah, so, actually, in my notes, I have Rob Howard, so that's fun. Don't know who that is. Um, so, yeah, after a month and a couple weeks... We're back, bitches! We're back! Star Wars is back. We're finishing... We're finishing it the out. ...the Star Wars series. This oh, is a, yes. finally our last... Star if you're Wars still podcast. with us, uh, thank contest. you. Yeah, the end of our contest that no one signed up for. Whatever. Yep. One None fine. of you get the Blu-ray! None of you get it! We'll keep it. You it's can't fine. handle the Blu-ray. <laughs> you are nice. not worthy. Um, but no, yeah, so, uh... We're here for Solo. Um, this movie had basically as tumultuous of a task getting out in theaters as it was for us to review it. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, Basically, I mean, if you don't know the story of how this happened, this movie happened and what happened with this movie yet, uh, I guess we can kind of explain it to you. It got fucked up. It really did. Um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller were initially the directors. The Lego and, Movie Guys. Yeah, the Lego Movie Guys, 21, 22 Jump Street. Somehow. Um... <laughs> Well, they were initially doing it, and they were going to do it in their style, you know, yeah. improv, you know, comedy. And then Kathleen Kennedy was like, nah, that's, uh, we don't want that. Fired them 80% of the way through production. Re uh, went ahead and hired Ron Howard, who was kind of seen as like, you know, he'll slap a Band-Aid on it and ship yeah. it out in the theaters. The which old standby. <laughs> which is basically yeah. what he did. Um, and so then he reshot around 75-80% of the movie, and still... Got it out less than a year later after coming on board, and this movie came out in May, even though it's July now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this movie came out, you know, five it, months after. It doesn't feel that long ago. Yeah, but here, okay, here's. Uh, I guess we'll talk about this now, and we can talk about future of Star Wars at the end. Yeah. Um, this had a very similar production and even result as Justice League, um, with different directors. Having this, uh, having worked on the same project, leaving for different reasons, and then having a disappointing box office. Um, do you guys think that the change in directors affected this movie negatively, or oh, in terms of box office, do you think that harmed it? Because I, I think I know why. I think I understand why this didn't do well. But do you guys think because because of Justice League and Solo's failure? You think that could be a part of it, but I feel like the mainstream audience doesn't know about it. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I feel like any time you hear about like you know any any kind of uh, scandal, and it's not really a production scandal, problem, but right, it's some problem with the production. It's gonna make people you know more apprehensive to see it. I feel like, but um, I think the problem lies more with the marketing of the movie. I mean, maybe Which was even awful. Yeah, exactly. Terrible. Terrible. I think, and so was Justice League. I, I mean, if they yeah, that's it's because you don't have the tr like you don't have the footage or like the availability to say like here is what the movie is mm -hmm. gonna be because you don't have it mm -hmm. right and and you don't know what the movie is mm -hmm. gonna be until I mean they cut it really close with this release oh, very close and it, it 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 really just seems like they rushed it out and I think mm -hmm. with more time they could have done more with it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I think the I think we'll talk about this now. Mm -hmm. This movie didn't even make four hundred million dollars at the worldwide box office. Yeah, that is comparing it to the rest of the Star Wars movies. Force Awakens two plus billion. Last Jedi one point three one point four billion. Rogue One made over a billion. This made three hundred eighty million dollars. Yeah, and I can't help but wonder if 
You know, okay, if this movie was what I'm guessing the budget initially was, like 170, 200, somewhere in that range, you give marketing like 250, mm. you you broke even to made $100 million with, with the box office that we had. Yeah. But because of Kathleen Kennedy's inability to like stick with the director, it seems like, on these standalone movies, because we had the same thing happen almost with Gareth Edwards, except he just kind of stepped aside and let Tony Gilroy do the reshoots, mm-hmm. um, that... And they reshot so much of this movie that the budget apparently was four hundred to five hundred million dollars with marketing. And this movie, this is the first Star Wars movie to lose money ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Well, no, the Clone Wars movie was so cheap that it made money. Whoa. It's because uh, it's because C three PO and R two D two weren't in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, why. Like this was the first to fail at the box office, and I personally think it was a mixture of. The closeness to the Last Jedi, just proximity. Like we got a Star Wars movie five months ago. Right. No one, no one was like itching like the suspense. Yeah. Oh, can't wait to see more Star Wars. Do you think yeah. it's maybe like the tumultuous nature of Last Jedi and I, all the controversy it sparked? I think that was part uh, of it. Yeah. I think part of it was just having nothing to do with Last Jedi. That's just that it was so close to it. Yeah. And I think part of it was also that it was so close to it, and Last Jedi was so divisive among fans. And the, to the fact now where the Star Wars fandom is so. Like almost toxic at this point. I feel like it's even. I feel like it's even gotten worse since our last Jedi podcast with this movie's release. Mm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, you got the stuff with um, Rose. I don't mm. know if you guys heard. Yes, with Kelly Marie Tran. Where people yeah. were just, you know. Yeah. Also, this, this is kind of a good time to address it. I think in our last Jedi episode, when we were like reading off the names, we said something like, you know, like Kelly Marie Tran, like sadly, or like too bad she was yeah. So like. I want to I wanna, I wanna, I wanna kind of make it clear that this I wasn't like meaning to be contributing. To no, I said the that. In the pod, I said that in the podcast that we we said that in the me and Brennan said that we we don't we're not blaming Kelly Marie Tran. Correct. For yeah, no, it's not her fault. No, it's not her fault. It's Ryan Johnson's fault um, for writing that character. But so, yeah, I mean yeah. Daisy Ridley faced a lot of. Yeah, she so. did a lot. She faced a lot. And then right also after also things coming out with, with the right with the prequels and Jar Jar yeah Jar and and um, Jake Lloyd. I mean Star Wars backlash has always been there since the original like before the original like after the original trilogy yeah. right. mm-hmm. but it's just it seems like it's growing I know and when you have a movie series this popular and with so much love among fans it can easily turn south yeah and on top of that with the people who were I think the going back to the box office I think it was disgruntled fans mm-hmm. that not going to see it it was its proximity to Last Jedi and I think also is the marketing was terrible like they the first trailer came out in February it was yeah. ridiculous like what the first trailer came out in February three months before yeah. the movie obviously came out. the marketing isn't gonna be as big as like Force Awakens or Last Jedi but I would expect something a little bit more actually I would expect equal to more marketing because you're trying to sell it more like people are gonna go see Last Jedi and Force Awakens yeah period. but like after the whole yeah. uh, production trouble you know you gotta you know give it an extra mm-hmm. push but we didn't yeah. even get that yeah. and I think um, also. I think people don't really talk about this enough. I think people didn't want to go see a Harrison Fordless Han Solo movie. Yeah. Like, regardless of what I think about mm. Alden Ehrenreich's performance, we'll yeah. get into it, I think the fact that the person playing Han Solo is not named Harrison Ford, people are like, I don't care. Like, I like on top of all that stuff, it's just like, man, it's not, it's not Harrison Ford. Enjoy it's not, your fake Han Solo movie. Yeah, exactly. Basically, people are like, yeah, I don't need to see it. It's not Harrison Ford. I don't care. I mean, it, I, I definitely think that some of the rest of it comes from, um, like, the fact that I, I think it's the same problem with uh, Rogue One, and I know, uh, Ryan, that you didn't have this problem, but it, that it's a story that no one's really asking to be told. I mean, like, hmm. yeah, the idea of a Han Solo movie is, like, fun, but they didn't have, you know, there, there wasn't really um, a story that 
they had to tell. They were just kind of, and I mean, we'll get into it, but I, I mentioned before we started recording, you know, it's just kind of uh, a collection of like mini plots mm-hmm. in this movie, and there's not really a there's not really a strong plot. And I t- I talked about that before when we got on when I was writing the plots. I'm like, there's just so much here, but like at the same time, it feels like there's not a ton of plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. The, I think the thing that would have fixed it, I think this movie would have made seven hundred to eight hundred million dollars if they released it in December, this December. There is nothing this December. Mary right. Poppins is the biggest competition. <laughs> Yay, December. Mary Poppins, and that's also Disney. So. Yeah, historically, having Star Wars films usually came out in December. Isn't that? Uh, it was May, which is why they wanted it to be this May Isn't because in well, but, I mean, the first I mean, six movies, yeah, Force Awakens, yeah. Last Jedi. Mm. Disney, the Disney Star Wars movies had all this come out. Yeah, even so, I'm not sure why they couldn't just wait. Is is uh, episode nine going to be 2019? Mm -hmm. December 2019. December 20th, 2019. I think something like that. Yeah. So why wouldn't they just put the other spinoff like in between eight and nine? Um, Their thought process was that for the first six movies, they were all released in May. And they want to get Star Wars back to May because initially all these Star Wars movies were supposed to be May, and then like like Episode Seven was supposed to be May, uh, May got delayed to December. Episode Eight was supposed to be May twenty uh, eighteen or May twenty seventeen got delayed to December, and then um, even Episode Nine was supposed to be May twenty nineteen. Trevorrow dropped out. J- Abrams came in, moved back to December twenty nineteen. Like all three of the trilogy movies were initially supposed to be okay. released in May, That's and all got confusing. Pushed. Yeah, but then Bob Iger, the head of Disney, who I think is actually kind of bombing it right now, he needs to retire. Oh, I like Bob um, Iger. I don't like Bob Iger. I, don't I mean, like, I don't think he does I'm a great Disney job, nerd. Honest, so. um, um, but he he was the reason that this movie failed. He really? was so staunch on no, you are meeting this deadline, you are releasing it in May. Really? When Kathleen Kennedy, Ron Howard, all of them were saying, "Give us till December. Give us the time to get like finish putting this together." And we'll put it out in December. And I think I think it would have made at least its budget back in December. There's no way it would have been this bad. So you really think that it's just like a marketing problem? Even if it was like, do you think that they would have changed the movie mm-hmm. itself, or just like because well, it was just because of the way that it was released is how the problem? The production itself was so rushed, which is um, so the movie might have been different if they were given more of a timetable to mm-hmm. you know do different things. Like some shots would have been different, you know, basic sure. stuff. Story would have, I think would have been the same. But I think the real, the real reason, the the if I had to rank the reasons why this failed in my head, I think it's proximity to Last Jedi, bad marketing. You give it till December, you give it that space. If the first trailer came out in February for a December release, makes sense. You yeah, know? there's plenty of time. Well, there are movies marketing. That we get trailers for some of them like years in advance mm-hmm. too. Well, Justice so. League trailer came out a year and a half before. Well, exactly. Yeah. So I yeah, it's I mean that has right. to. And be well, and that's because they had to like they delayed the filming and uh, I mean, right. I mean, Suicide it, Squad for first trailer came out a year before. Yeah, and then that movie did great box office wise. Yeah, even though the sucked. Movie, the movie sucked, but box yeah. office wise. Yeah, and I mean you box, just don't understand box office it. and like box office. Uh, you know, stats aren't really the best judge of the. Of, of oh no, no, no! Of yeah. films, but of still of the quality of film, no. But in terms of success, yeah, mm-hmm. financially, which is what studios are looking at, right? So, um, I think with that out of the way, we can get into the actual movie that was presented by Ron Howard and kind of Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Um, so here we go with the plot summary. Han and his girlfriend Kira are orphans that are serving under the crime lord Lady Proxima on the planet Corellia. One day, when a job goes bad, Han steals precious hyperfuel called Coaxium and tells Kira to run away with him. They get to the port while being chased by Proxima's men. They sneak into line to leave and bribe the Imperial officer at the gate with the Coaxium to allow, to allow them to leave. 
Han gets through, but Kira is taken by Proxima's men. Han joins the Empire to get enough money to return to Corellia and find Kira. Three years later, Han is on a mission as a mud trooper when he encounters Beckett, Val, and Rio, three smugglers disguised as Imperials to steal a ship for a job. Hmm. Han figures them out and is about to turn them in when they refuse to take him with them, but Beckett tells the Empire that Han has tried to desert. Yeah. Han is then fed to the beast, but when Han is thrown to the huge Wookiee prisoner, Han is able to communicate with the Wookiee to get them both out of the cage. Han and the Wookiee escape, and Beckett takes them in after all. Han introduces himself to the Wookiee on Beckett's ship, where the Wookiee tells him that his name is Chewbacca. Han and the crew then go to perform the job Beckett was stealing the ship for, stealing tons of coaxium from an Imperial refinery. The job starts off well until Infus Nest shows up and ruins everything. Val and Rio are killed, and Han drops the coaxium when uh, forced to choose between the loot and the chance of dying. Biggest problem was that Beckett was hired by Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn is a well-known crime syndicate led by Dryden Voss. Han, Chewie, and Beckett go to Dryden to explain what happened, and Han runs into none other than Kira at Crimson Dawn. Kira is now one of Voss's top lieutenants. Voss tells, <coughs> tells them that he may need to kill Beckett and Han, but Han convinces him to let them steal Rockoaxium from Kessel. Kira, Han, Chewie, and Beckett go to find a ship from Lando Calrissian, and Lando agrees for 20% of, of the cut. The crew goes to Kessel and are able to steal the coaxium from the, from the mine. Because of the nature of the raw coaxium, the crew needs to go through the Maelstrom, a dangerous cloud that surrounds Kessel. Han is able to get through the Maelstrom and take them to Savarine, where an independent refinery is. They refine the coaxium, but are confronted by Infus Nest. Lando flees on the Falcon, and Infus and the crew make a plan to steal the coaxium from Voss, even though Beckett decides to leave. Han, Chewie, and Kira take the coaxium to Dryden, who, who reveals that Beckett ratted them out immediately. They have a battle for the coaxium, but Beckett is able to escape with it. Kira then kills Voss and tells Han that she wishes she could be with him, but she can't. Han runs to stop Beckett, and he does, killing him. Kira talks to Maul, the head of Crimson Dawn, and leaves Han. Han gives the coaxium to Infus to start her, rebe her rebellion that she speaks of, and Han and Chewie go to find Lando. Han finds Lando, wins the Falcon off of him in a game of cards, and Han and Chewie fly off on the Falcon to their next adventure. That will never happen now. <laughs> so that was the long... Plot summary to Solo, a Star Wars story. If you've seen the movie, you, really you know that <laughs> I, the first part of the plot summary, the 45 minutes, was like a majority of the plot summary, and then there was like a 45-minute chunk that I said in like three sentences. Mm -hmm. She did. Yeah, I mean, it's that's a very long plot summary, but somehow very unsubstantive. Like, yeah. There's, there's nothing there. Which is what I would say about this movie, you really, in general. You really glossed over the fact that Darth Maul is in this. Uh, yeah. Which is... Well, it was a very... The fact yeah. that Maul is in this. It's real. Is it the... I mean, I guess we'll talk about it when we get to the ending of the movie. Yeah. But uh, let's start off at the beginning. We get this little, like, semi-crawl instead of, you know, the jump cut that we get with Rogue One. How'd you guys feel with this compared to Rogue One? It's not very consistent. I like it... Okay, I like it a lot more. Um, because with with Rogue One, what they did is they they put the you know in a galaxy, mm -hmm. yeah, um, a, a long time ago in a galaxy far far away, and then they and then they cut to black, and it's like the same kind of thing, and like you think that it's gonna be maybe a, like maybe the opening crawl, and then it's not, and I I sort of expressed my disappointment with that, and I think this is a much better way of doing it because yeah. it's still. Uh, you're still kind of maintaining the Star Wars feel, and and I like the font and the way that they did it. And, mm -hmm. You know, they they're like giving the backstory on um, you know Lady Proxima and whatever, and Corellia. and they have the yeah. right in Corellia, and they have this like the music in the background. Um, 
And yeah, so I, I think it's I think it's a, a better way of doing it, probably more cohesive. And I kind of wish that they would redo um, Rogue One. They're not going to, to be like. Well, I know, <laughs> but like in you know, if they were like with the special edition, D- that's yeah, shit. right, spe- special edition, and and just have you know this different opening. Let Lucas get his hands on it before <laughs> get his cut. Um, <laughs> get some Gungans. I think oh, no. I think that this works. Well, for this movie, and I, I still think that I, I like that style for Rogue One because I feel like that fits the style of Rogue One. I feel like this fits the style of Solo. Like I think it fits well. It catches you up on what you need, and I mean, I, I don't need a crawl for Solo. I don't think. No, no, definitely not. Yeah, and I think yeah. this works well. I, th- I think this is the right way to do it. It's a good mm-hmm. balance between you know what you've seen before in Star Wars, mm-hmm. and but also telling you like this is like just just a spinoff. Don't. Yeah, no, don't take this. They, they probably should have done this for, for Rogue One. Yeah, but I feel like, I feel like it's like a good idea that they had, and they're like, shoot, should have used that movie there. too late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we get right into the movie then with um, Han jumping the ship or the like car thing. Speeder, speeder. Yeah, and I actually th- I really like that uh, opening editing thing with the sparks and how like eventually it comes full screen. I like that. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and um. I really like this opening setup with Kira and Han. Um, I think, I mean, immediately they tell you that they're romantically involved. And then um, <laughs> we also get that shot of the dice right away, too. Awesome. Um, the dice. The, sni- the yeah. dice that, that I have in my that car. Brandon already has in his car. <laughs> um, so, I, and we'll get into it, but I really like Kira and Han's chemistry. We immediately get introduced to Amelia Clark as Kira. That's because Amelia think, Clark is great. I think Amelia Clark is really good in this movie. What do you guys think about her? Completely yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah, I really like her and Aaron Reich's chemistry. In this yeah, movie. I, I find I find it very entertaining when they're uh, when they're together. And I mean, while we're at it, let's just talk about Alden Aaron Reich. I think he is an awesome Han Solo. Yeah. In like in this movie, and mm-hmm. I love the way that he acts because he's still trying to like you know like talk his way out of situations, mm-hmm. and they throw a few of those in there, and he's like you know he's still talking his way out of situations. He's just bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, that's very entertaining to watch. Um, we get, we get a moment like that later on, but, mm-hmm. um... And even yeah. right here at the beginning with Proxima. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's mm-hmm. still, like, just being, you know, he's still kind of a trickster, and... He's just young and not as good at it, yeah. <laughs> right. I, he's not as experienced. I, I, I wouldn't go as far to say I hated his performance at all, but I just... I found it really annoying. Really? Like, just like a little punk. Like, I get like, he's kind of, you know, he's... Well, that's what he's supposed no, to be. Yeah, but I feel like he's got to be somewhat likable. I just, I couldn't get on board with it. Oh, I love, I, I, I'd go even further than Logan. I think he is the perfect Han Solo in this movie. Really? I like, think, I, I'm I, in no way looking for a replication of Harrison Ford's performance, because, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want that. I want to see your take, your spin on it. But I, I don't know, I just found it really, like... Just like annoying. Like every time he spoke, I was like, "Stop, no!" Like, oh, I loved it. I, I loved I his performance. I think he was the perfect younger version of Han Solo. Like he oh, yeah. was enough Harrison Ford. He was the perfect mix of his own what he would do as a younger Han Solo, but also be the Han Solo we kind of know too. Like the same. Like you, I could believe that this was the same person. Right. No, I felt like like um, yeah, like you're saying, Matt. It's not just like an impression that he's doing of mm-hmm. Harrison Ford's Han Solo. It's yeah. it's kind of his own, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he's really good. And I'll, I'll point out specific moments where I thought he was just... It was just like... It was like a like a little giddy moment. Like, <laughs> like, yes, you nailed it. Good job. I think he really holds the movie together. Yeah, he, I, I think I, he does, too. If he weren't so dynamic and interesting to watch, I don't... I don't... Mm-hmm. I would not enjoy this movie half as much. I was, I was nervous about Aaron Reich, too, going in, because I'd only seen him in Hail Caesar, a movie that I hate. 
That was a great movie. Ugh, He's so funny oh, in that I movie. Hated that Did movie. you like his performance in the film? Though? I, I, he was hilarious. Yeah, he was fine. He was fine. I hate that movie, but well, whatever. <laughs> um, so I was nervous going in because that's the only thing I'd seen him from, and I really wanted someone who we've talked about on the podcast to be Han Solo. I think I talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. I really wanted Taron Egerton, Egerton to be yeah. Han Solo because I thought he was perfect. I mean, maybe he just wouldn't have been able to do the voice. Because he's British. Yeah. I mean, I don't, maybe that's what held him back. Because it, it was there was rumors that he was strongly considered. It was like he was one of the final three. Well, they considered. they put out that list though, right? And like Miles Teller was on it too. Well, yeah, and um, oh no, that would have been, no, that been good. I I think I think they chose the right though. I think Aaron Wright looks enough like him, sounds enough like him, and then has a good performance. And so Elgort. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. That he was talked about. A lot of people wanted him. After Baby Driver, a lot of people wanted him to play well, on Solo. A- after Baby Driver was too late. Well, no, I know, but like they were considering him before that, mm-hmm. and then people were like, "Oh, I don't know." And then they saw him in Baby Driver, and they were like, "Shit!" I love Baby Driver. We talked about. <laughs> I, I, love that it's a great funny. I love that um, movie. But yeah, keep moving on. I I like the setup with Han and Kira. I don't like the design of Proxima. <laughs> I think it looks stupid. It was like is that the first really, time we've seen that like race of alien? I before? think so. I don't. I can't think of that at any time. She's a wiggler from Mario games. Oh, God. oh yeah, yeah. She looked terrible. She sounded terrible. She was not scary. Um, yeah, I didn't. I did not like Lady Proxima. Also, I was like when I sat, was sitting there, I was like, Lady Proxima. Why does that sound familiar? Proxima. And then someone Proxima. pointed. Yeah, I was gonna say someone pointed yeah. out to me. That was literally a character in. Infinity, Infinity War. War. No, and I was like, Proxima Midnight, isn't yeah. it? Okay, yeah. Oh, like, like basically the same exact name. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. well, this okay. scene, like some of the 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 writing in this scene, she's like, you know, you gotta take consequences for your actions, or else you'll you won't learn. He's like, I guess I'll just never learn. And I don't. It's just, oh, I thought it was bad. Oh really? I, yeah. I like I like. Most I just I could I just thought thought it was really annoying. Ah, I, I see. Like he should be like that. Like. You know, kind of gets on everybody's nerves, mm-hmm. kind of runs around, does his own thing. But I don't know. I just it was more of a personal thing. I just didn't get behind it. I think he is kind of annoying, but I think also at the same time, like that's kind of what. Yeah. He Wait, but I be. couldn't. I couldn't find like, like the likable part of that. Like oh, it could really? be annoying and likable, but I couldn't find that. I think he was part. annoying and likable. I think he yeah. was like that. Like, oh yeah, you're just kind of like this kid, spunky kid. Yeah. You know? yeah well, I mean, I think the trick is to find you know a, a place with the character where he's annoying to you know the guards and stuff because yeah. like he wants to be. Um, but not to the audience, and I guess like if that just yeah. doesn't, if they, it just uh, like doesn't work in the scene, he has the Han Solo charm for me. Like yeah. he has that charm that Han, that Harrison Ford always brought to Han. I didn't know that Linda Hunt was Lady Proxima. I don't know who that is. She was in Pocahontas. Hmm. Right. It's been a long time since I've seen. And Pocahontas. Kindergarten Cop. Apparently, never seen that. sorry, I was looking up her IMDb because um, I was like, I recognize that name. But no. It, after this scene with Proxima, though, I do really like this speeder chase with him and Kira. Yeah, I think it's awesome. really fun when the speeder gets stuck. I think that's a really funny, like, cut and slow down of the... Yeah, it's, the it's like a kind of realistic thing that would happen. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it, and I like how it comes back and later. I thought that was fun. We never really get, um, especially in any other time that they show speeders, you never really get, like, a cool speeder chase like mm-hmm. that. Especially, I mean, you get, like, the bark speeders on Endor, but... Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, like... Well, this is cool. It was through, like, the city landscape yeah, yeah, yeah. with a lot of objects. I mean, like, I mean, we do get it in episode two, but you can just... Well, if you I'm just going to gonna gloss over that one. <laughs> That's uh, fine. I think yeah. that one's plenty yeah. entertaining. Yeah, that one's fine. Uh, yeah, so, so is this. Yeah, I, I... Overall, Corellia, I I enjoy it. Yeah, I like the Corellia yeah, stuff minus cool. Proxima. And I like, I like this scene when they get to, like, the port or whatever you want to call it. I think it's um, 
when they get separate, yeah, I, I, I felt it. Like I was like, like yeah. seeing, like seeing. I think it was their acting. I was like, I could really tell that they cared about each other and that this was even though we'd just been introduced to these characters I felt the loss uh huh yeah you can tell in this movie even though you've only seen them together for like what 10 minutes yeah I've uh, yeah you can still see how uh, attached they are and mm-hmm. that that definitely makes the audience attached and, and maybe it's just because of you know people getting separated at borders or stuff like that is so in the it's news right family. now yeah. that it maybe that's why it was effective mm-hmm. yeah um, and I could and in this scene I could like I could see the earnestness in Solo's character. I was like, wow, he like, even though he's, you know, he's rebellious and he does things that he wants, he's, he's, when he says that he's going to go back and get her, he means it. Yeah. And keeps his word. Yeah. He does his best to, well, he didn't end up needing to. Yeah. Which we'll get to. Um, but I want to talk about something. After they get separated, there's two things that happen. That I, <laughs> I think hate. I know one of them. Oh, yeah. I hate. I know oh, I know both of them. <laughs> I'm one. The Imperial March is now in the school. Oh my yeah. gosh! I, like I, I was so was bad. Funny. It's like a different, yeah, it's like a different version of it's it. And it's things. like their recording, the it's like their recruiting theme. Yeah. I fucking hate that. that was I, know, so I noticed it on first viewing and I was like, that's kind of clever. And this last time I was like, mm, I don't like it. I No, first time I saw it, I was like, you gotta be shitting me. That's so dumb. I thought like, that was funny. Is that like... hear the... Like, they can hear the music when they're... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, coming. They're just like, oh, man, this is great! <laughs> Thanks, John. Yeah, yes. Yeah, what does that mean? Does that mean that every time that Vader walks off his shit now, it's just they're like a loudspeaker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do they, they not realize that Ooh, Vader's gonna be in the room on yeah, Cloud like, City? <laughs> I hate it. I they should have heard his music. It was so strange, because we had never seen anything like that before in the Star Wars universe. Like, yeah. propaganda. The I feel recruiting like, them. I feel oh, like it was, uh, it was like an attempted humor, but I don't know. I did not like that. And then the second thing, which I have... Okay, I, my notes were from when I saw it a second time. I saw it a third time yesterday with Logan, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I My opinion on it has slowly worsened. The first time I saw it, I was like, all right, I kind of like that. Second time I saw it, I was like, eh, it's whatever. This time I saw it, I was like, I hate how he gets his last name. It is so That's stupid. so... I it know. so pointless. I don't like it. I don't like oh, it. Oh, Han... Solo, and he's just like, "Fuck it, cool. That's my name now." And I'm just no. like, "Oh my god, what? What? That is how Han Solo? Hey, no, <laughs> didn't really. Why can't it just be his name? Yes. Exactly. Why do you have to make it into a thing? <laughs> I think of all the things that they did in this movie, like the things that they showed us, that was the only one that I had like a visceral like, ew, right? Because like, don't need that. Because they they want to give like a bunch of backstory on everything, like. They like show you the castle run. They show you like how he met Chewbacca. Sure. And how he gets the Falcon. You, right, how he gets the Falcon. They show and, you Lando. And the thing Even that he, how he got his blaster. Right, and Don the Lando thing that he three. did not need a backstory on is his last name. Yeah. It, it can just be a last name. Yeah. I completely agree with you on that. It just no, so unneeded. And I, at that time when I saw it yesterday, I was like, ew. I'm just like, nope. <laughs> yeah, I looked over at you and I was like, how do you feel about that? And I was like, that. I mean, I that's like... Puke. That's like it's interesting though uh, to me now that I think about it though is because that's how a lot of people like got their names uh, like especially like coming down through like Ellis Island and mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that where they did um, like people didn't know how to pronounce these like foreign uh, foreign last names so they'd just be like I don't know fucking make something up that's your last name now here you go <laughs> welcome yeah. to America but here's here's my question though is did Han just never have a last name yeah he was an orphan he had he knew his dad yeah he talked right, about well, his I dad I don't I don't fucking know that. <laughs> 
No, he says that in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, he said that. He was like, oh, my dad built these when he walks onto the Falcon. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, okay, so he knows his dad, so he must have known what his last name was. That is confusing. Like, ugh, whatever. Um, but after this, we get this time jump to three years later, and I, I like this introduction to Beckett. I think, like, when you first, that shot, when you first see Beckett just, like, twirling the guns and shooting people, oh, yeah. this movie is shot by Bradford, uh, I think Bradford Young's his name. I believe. Um, he's a really good cinematographer, and I think the cinematography in this movie is actually really good. Yeah, I think the camera work is very nice. I, I have a problem with um, just the very dark style, and it, it almost it resembles like Rogue One. In I, that noticed, I noticed that yeah. this time. Yeah, I, that, I, I remembered that. Yeah, no, sorry. I, I remember that you said, um, mm-hmm. like, when, when you were, like, watching the trailer, that it is, like, exactly the same color palette. Yeah. And I only realized it this time, but I was very aware of it, and, like, it does not fit the mood. Yeah, if like if we're gonna, I, I don't want spin-off movies, but we're getting them. So if we're gonna yeah, get them, I we'll, we'll see. <laughs> if I, that's yeah, still we'll see. Well, we're but, getting these two movies. Yeah, I'd like to see you know like different you know different takes on all of them. I'd mm-hmm. like to see different locations, different colors. And with this one, the tone of the movie, you got Han. He's a fun guy, light. You know, so why don't we get colorful planets and colorful lighting? I think, I think you would have gotten that with Lord Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah that uh, that could be the problem. I think the idea um, initially was a lot of backlighting uh, to make it more like a western because a lot yeah, of like yeah. it was a lot more like practical sets and things mm. like that. Well, I think like movie, it looks good, but movie, I, I would prefer yeah. something different. The movie I think initially was going to be a fun heist movie like Ocean's Eleven. I think that was the initial plan, so like a, like a witty fun heist movie with Lord and Miller. And then I think when Howard came on board, I think it became more of a western. Yeah, I and mean, that's really what I feel like this movie is more than a heist movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I feel like this is more of a, a western. Han Solo is our cowboy, you know. Instead yeah. of instead of Han Solo being you know George Clooney or Frank Sinatra in Ocean's Eleven, he's you know Clint yeah. Eastwood. But I feel like there's just so much to explore in the Star Star Wars universe, and I wish we would get different pieces of that. Which I think is what they're doing now. I think is we'll, we'll you talk think that's about the, the direction that they're going to take. I think that is where they're yeah. going to go. Mm-hmm. I think they're listening to fans at least enough. I, I think they wouldn't have listened to fans complaining mm-hmm. about that if this movie would have done well financially. But I think they're going to panic. Right, but when it doesn't do well and then fans complain, yeah. it's, it's a whole change. different story. Which yeah. is which is what uh, Warner Brothers is doing with the DCEU. They're changing things. They're completely they're trying, yeah. revamping. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm totally and they've got a bunch of new people on board, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, they they have a new creative person in charge. And stuff. Is that Batman movie still happening with Matt Reeves? Um, apparently, yeah. Okay, but like when? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Actor? Uh, we'll well, it doesn't matter. Actor is still not announced. Please. Yeah, script is still I think non-existent. But <laughs> yeah, it's happening, according to them. Um, but yeah, I really like this intro to uh, Beckett. Woody Harrelson. Uh, I've talked about him before on the podcast, especially with the, the top twenty episode when we talked about three billboards. I love Woody Harrelson. He is one of my favorite actors working. He's very he is good. so fun to watch. He can he has so versatile range where he can be like this, he can be like the sheriff in three billboards. He's in so much. Like if you go back so and look through his filmography, you're like, this guy's been in everything. Like he is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's insane. And um I, I like how he can be that like stern guy, but also he can be what he's like in real life apparently, which is kinda like the character from Zombie Land where he's just like crazy <laughs> apparently he does a lot of drugs is what i've heard but you know, <laughs> but, you know no, that's whatever um but i i love woody harrelson in this movie i think he's really fun as yeah he's kid. fun um like i was really excited when i was like woody harrelson's in solo hmm. awesome so, like yeah. sweet yeah and um, i really like his character too yeah yeah and then we're also introduced to um a character that we don't really get much time with it was val who kind of doesn't really make a depression on me i like danny newton from westworld um 
She's in yeah, this world. I expected her in the the creature. Rio. Rio. I expected Rio. them. I yeah. love Rio. He's was so like, much fun. I was like, they're not gonna kill him. Oh my gosh! Then like, they did because they were in the trailer, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, they so were. So I don't know. I kind of expected them to be in it more because I really liked him. Oh, <laughs> I love Rio. He I think was he's fun. A lot and oh. John Favreau yeah. brings a lot of. Like lightness and fun to would, the performance. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. which would have yeah. been yeah, that would have been nice. You know, Favreau's second character in Star Wars now because he's a pre Vizsla in Clone Wars. Oh, really? Yeah, the Mandalorian head in Clone Wars, and now he's totally. Writing, <laughs> and now he's running and show running the uh, right. TV show. So he's he's not involved. Star Wars. He's all around. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Rio, um, like getting Favreau to do the voice. We're like, hey, Favreau, you're here. You're 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 doing that <laughs> TV room. show. You wanna you wanna hop on the mic real quick and yeah. say these lines? <laughs> all right. <laughs> he's like, okay, cool. But yeah, I thought I thought his voice acting was really good. I thought yeah, it was it was really fun. Good. Yeah. Um, the talking about the Minoc roast on <laughs> Armenia, like yeah. it's just so good. Um, Ar- Ardinia. Ardinia, no, sorry. Not Armenia. That's, oh, that's, yes. that's okay. not real. <laughs> well, that's an actual... Well, in the one letter difference. Who cares? Um, but yeah. Um, I remember... I wanted to point this out now. I remember people saying before this movie came out that this was the best Star Wars script ever written. Like People mm. were saying that coming out of like Lucasfilm. And I was like, eh. We'll see about that. I think it's very good. Really? But I don't think I it's... I think the do. script is kind of... Besides some some witty dialogue, like the dialogue's good in this movie, but I feel like the actual script and the like the plot, it's just weak. Well, well yeah, I, I think mean, the plot. I think it's it's certainly not horrible, but it's it's eh. no. this whole movie. If I could sum it up in one word, is meh. Yeah, like the the plot, everything just feels very copy and pasted from other. It just feels like it's made on yeah, the factory like, line. It feels bland. Like, it and does. That's what I'm saying. Like, and that's what I'm saying about the script. Like, say what you will about the Last Jedi script, but it's not it, the, okay. the word you can't yeah. use for it is bland. Yes, I, I will give it that. It's yeah. very unique and out there. This one yeah. was very. You know, yeah, what, like, was maybe the, what Luke's film was trying to do, right? Mm. This all this backlash. Let's make a simple movie that all the fans will like but you know it definitely work but I, I i would rather have seen lord and miller's just oh, just I to agree. know what it would have uh-huh. been because i'm just i'm so fascinated by what that movie would have been I, that could have been really unique yeah. yeah um especially with actors like harrelson glover like you know people oh who God. are known for improv and yeah. comedy you know to see what they what, what they would have done with it um maybe because aaron reich and clark aren't like that we don't know. We haven't seen them like that. But mm-hmm. um, maybe just because they're the leads, they felt it didn't. Yeah. And there was a lot of talk about, like, they had acting coaches and people were freaking yeah. out about Aaron Reich. I mean, Reich. like, I don't, I don't know if that's wow. true, but yeah, they said that he couldn't, like, they weren't doing well. That the, Yeah, that Aaron Reich was, like, apparently he was terrible. Maybe that was the case because of the directing style of Lord and Miller. Yeah, maybe, maybe he can't improv yeah. like that. Maybe he was terrible, and then mm-hmm. they brought in Howard and was like, no, we'll do it this way. And then he was good. Yeah. I huh. feel like that might have been what happened. It could have been. Um... Because, yeah, who knows? Maybe Aaron Reich just, yeah, maybe he just can't improv and be witty like Woody Harrelson. Yeah. And couldn't keep up. So, I mean... Witty, Woody. Yeah. And I like I like the um, introduction to Chewie that we get here. I really like... I love... I, I, oh, yeah, like, I love that scene. I think it's one of the best scenes in the movie. It was strange. Um, because whenever, like, we've seen Chewbacca, he's just kind of lumbering around and sitting, standing maybe running occasionally but like in this scene he's like jumping around throwing him I was like whoa this is yeah. weird it's fun young Chewbacca yeah, he's very, well, very well, kind of young kind of young you're 190 years old yeah, that's a great line delivery I love that um, it was strange to see but yeah I love I love the intro to Chewie and I think the showering scene's actually really funny that was funny. <laughs> that was definitely Lord and Miller like, yeah, like that scene popped in. up and I'm like that was definitely shot by Lord that and Miller funny. there's no way that wasn't Lord and Miller um, yeah, I, I was kind of wondering, like, how does Han learn how to speak Wookiee? 
Um, I, I was thinking maybe it was going to pull, um, pull a Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, like, like I, I took a couple glasses. Yeah, it, was, and, it was an elective. Yeah, it was an elective, yeah. Um, but then we get um, a Bosque reference that I really thought was fun. That's I, I like Oh, that. yeah. And I want to, uh, I guess we'll just talk about it now since we're talking about Bosque. I like, I love the saying that Beckett killed Aura Singh. Do you get, you should know who that is, Matt. She's in the Clone Wars. I'm not. I haven't seen that show in okay. a while. The the really pale chick who had the red uh, ponytail mm-hmm. and single hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's who they mention, and she's in Phantom Menace. Oh, um, oh yeah, that's second. right. Yep. Yeah, what? and um, uh, for like a second, she's in uh, yep. Phantom Menace for like a second oh. during the pod race. Hmm. Um, that's cool. Talk about she how he Becky killed, killed her. Yeah. yeah, how Becky killed her. I, I, I was like, her. oh, that's so cool. I love that. That's neat. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I really like that that little that little moment. But I like Thanny Newton, I like John Favreau, and then I love the scene at the campfire. I think that's a lot of fun when Han gets his blaster. And I love when... when that's um, a lot of good dialogue. When Harrelson does his little gun twirl thing, I love how immediately Han was like, show me how to do that. Because that is, that is Han Solo. He like, like a young Han Solo, I feel like that's something that he would, he would really want to do. And I, I love that little moment. Yeah, and something that's really cool about this movie is that he, uh, young Han Solo kind of seems to be aspiring to be the person who he is in the original trilogy. Like, yeah. you know, he, he wants to learn how to do that, and, like, that's something that, I mean, I, I guess we'd probably never see him do it, but yeah. that's something, like, he can probably do it now. Yeah. Um, He's a gunslinger. Which is really cool, yeah. yeah. Um, not, not a Dark Tower. Not a Dark Inter- Tower. Idris Elba gunslinger. Which, but. by the way, go back and listen to that podcast. That was our third podcast. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> a really good one. Um, but no, yeah, so then we get this train sequence, which I actually think is a lot of fun. I like this train sequence for, I'd say, 90% of it until... Infus Nest shows up, but um, but no, yeah, I like I like this train sequence. I think it's exciting. It's probably the best action scene in the in the movie. I would say maybe besides the actual Castle yeah. Run. All the action scenes are pretty. Yeah, they're really fun. Yeah. Um. Apparently, this took them like five months to shoot this entire sequence. Jeez. Wow. It took them a long time. Apparently. Well, I mean, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, that's yeah. true. Yeah. But also, like we talked about, they kill off Val and Rio here, which was just like yeah, I was like, like I was like. Why? Like, what was the point of the characters then? I don't understand why they. I don't understand this creative choice. I wish Rio was in the best rest of the movie. I think it's. I do too, but I think it's meant to show. I think it, it has something to do with Beckett's line about you know like you're in this life forever mm-hmm. um, until you die. Right until you die, and I think I think seeing um, you know these are members of the crew and they were just on a job and they died. Like I think yeah. seeing that for Han Solo that was kind of a, a formative uh, character moment for him. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I get it, but I just... Maybe if just Val would have died. <laughs> I, was, I was less attached Val to Val. was very bland. Yeah, I was oh, less oh, attached oh, to Val. Oh, Val was Rio, just kind no. of... When can Rio get a solo movie? <laughs> maybe he will. I mean, that'd be pretty lit. That'd be amazing. God. Get Favreau to write, direct, and star. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have to see a Minoc Rose. They wouldn't be able to just call it Rio, though, because then people would think it's a sequel to... Oh, the, it's the Bird the, movie. The Blue McCall oh. animated movies. Oh, my God. Um... Rio, a Star Wars story. <laughs> Ooh, that's not happening. About Blue Oh, they could, like, do the Duran Duran song, too. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just have, have, have it playing in there. And yeah, that, have him as, like, have, like, a pet Blue McCall that, like, sits on a... Oh, and then they'd, like, zoom out and just, like, Rio. It takes place <laughs> in Rio. On, on Earth. Origins. Oh, on Earth. Um, he didn't die. He just went to Earth. <laughs> Rio X-Men Origins. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... Let's but I want to talk about the person who's kind of the villain of this movie, Infus Nest. Darth Maul. What? <laughs> I, I 
don't like this character, to be Doofus honest. Nest? Like, yeah, I... Like, what? What is this character? Like... The good guy, but also the bad guy? Question So you're, you're talking about the reveal as well? Uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah. Like, all of it? Like, all of it. Specifically before the reveal, but, like, like why? Like, what is this, like, oh, it's this menacing character well, that Well, I think, to, like, but, yeah. Like, well, when we don't know who it is, it's very, oh, another villain, here we go. But when the reveal came, I thought it was really neat. I think we'll talk about the reveal. What bothered me about it is, is once you do get the reveal, the motivations are very unclear. Mm -hmm. Like when it's like when it's just like the gang that's trying to, uh, they're like marauders, and you know they're trying to they're trying to get this stuff for themselves. And you know, I I think it's a lot more clear that way. Yeah, I feel like if there would have just been more communication between Infus Nest and these guys, they probably would have been able to work something out like they did Yeah, the because end. they were, like, <laughs> pretty it's closely... just killing people. Like, pretty closely, they, like, took off their masks, and then, I don't know, it was, it was like, it was a very easy transition. And they just, just like, kill Val and Rio. Like, yeah. they just kill them. Right. Like, you know, it's yeah. not, like, any hesitation. So it's not like I mean, there was anything leading up to this that made us seem like they might be okay people. They're, like, kind of working for the Empire in a sense... No, Crimson Dawn's completely separate from the Empire. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's still Darth Maul. <laughs> I mean, do people know that, though? That is I feel like that Maul. wasn't they, that, like, that is Maul. I feel like people don't know that in the universe. I mean, I assume Kira did. No, oh, Kira does. I'm saying, like, the general... Evil vision. I'm saying, like, the general <laughs> population. General population. Like, general population. General population. Like, general population. Like, do the people of the universe know Crimson Dawn is headed by Darth Maul? No, I'm sure they don't. Doubt it. Yeah. But is that why it's called Crimson Dawn? Yeah. Yes. Cool, because he's um, red. Cause he's red. <laughs> yeah, cause he's red. Cause he a red boy. He a red. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Um, but yeah, after this action scene, we get reintroduced to Kira, who is just there at um, Crimson Dawn. I was ready for like um, Han Solo's big reaction to this, and like it was very muted. It was very yeah. toned down. I was like, oh, this girl you've been searching for for uh, presumptuously years, I and mean... like spent a lot of his. A lot of work trying to get to her. I was like, oh, okay. That was kind of just like, hi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, I think his reaction was really? enough. And it was really, and when she wasn't really reciprocating, <laughs> he was like, That is he where was like, he should have been more, like, thrown off. Because oh, yeah. it's obvious that she has feelings for him, like, like L3 says later. Like, yeah, but, like, at the same time... Kira's a really complex character. Oh, yeah. definitely. And they I, I don't wanna, del- delve she's, too deep into She's very into. cryptic, and I mm-hmm. want to know like what she's talking about. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we would have gotten more of who Kira is in the sequel. I wish. Um, yeah. Well, maybe... I kind of like how it's left off the mystery. It kind of makes her more of a yeah enigma. I don't know. But yeah, that would have been cool to see. No, I like her reasons. character, and I like how we find out that really, like, she likes Han, and she sees Han as the good guy... But Kira's kind of the bad guy. Because Kira, yeah, I think Kira's ultimate goal in this was to be the second in command of Maul. I think she wanted to be... I think she wanted to kill Dryden so that she would be really? Dryden. I think so. I don't think so. I think... Well, because remember, she has that one line, right? Where she says, it's not about... It's just something along the lines of, like, it, it's just about surviving. It's just about living mm-hmm. at this point. I think she's just trying to, like, she's kind of, she's settled down in a way. You know, she's not yeah. running around anymore. She just wants to, just to be in a, uh, in a place where she's I safe. feel like she wanted power, too, though. Because I think that there's an interesting connection, too, with Kira's character at the end with Infus Ness when they're talking about how Crimson Dawn came in and, you know, killed all these people and did all these things. I feel like 
I finally got it this time around that maybe Kira was very influential in creating Infest Nest and that she was very influential by, you know, slaughtering people. And that's what, like, when she's saying, like, if you knew what I've done, you wouldn't look at me the same. Yeah. Maybe that ruined her almost, like, mm-hmm. you know, messed with her mind. I thought it was just because she was having sex with Evil Vision. I don't think she was having <laughs> sex evil with Evil Vision. I don't evil think vision. she was having sex with Evil Vision. I don't know. I, didn't re- I never really got that They sex. had some sort of relationship. They had some sort of relationship, but she said, I'm not with Dryden. She said but that to Han. She said it to Han. Yeah, but I, I feel like she wouldn't lie to... I don't think she... Does she ever lie to Han? No. I feel like she just doesn't tell him, like, the, well, she the just whole doesn't thing. Tell him. <laughs> when she's like, From a go ahead, I'll meet up with you. And then she just oh, flies okay, okay, so so bye. <laughs> no, I, think that's, I think that's because she does care about Han. And she does, in some way, love Han, but not enough to, like... Like, she wants to protect him. I feel like she sees him as, like, a puppy. What I told you was true from a certain perspective. Point of view. I think she kind of looks back on those years as, mm-hmm. you know, those were younger times. Like, we've moved on. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, like, she moved on and he didn't. Yeah. yeah. It, it was but I wanted I more if he didn't in his mm-hmm. performance. Yeah. Yeah, which, yeah, I mean, I don't feel like, I guess the story doesn't really give us, I mean, we get that one scene of them together and then that last scene at the end. It was but, a like, pretty impactful scene, though, yeah. the first one, which is why I was so connected to it. Yeah. I meant the one scene on the Falcon. Oh. Um, but it's whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I gotta admit, though, that I don't love Dryden Boss. I, I don't think that Paul Bettany's character was really needed. He's only in it for, like, two scenes, What's really. evil vision? What's the thing that, like, happens with his I face? There's, like, the know. scars that, like, glow and then, well, he's like, really weird. go away when he kills someone? Like, yeah, um, I don't know. It is was, he a human? Yeah, he's human. Huh. Yeah. Very Strange human. character. He's a weird he, character. Because he was, like, evil and intimidating, but then he was kind of, like, laid back when they were talking to him yeah. about, like, how they, like, messed up at some point. Weird performance. But then he would, like, Bettany. get really hot. Like, it was weird. I don't I don't know if that was Howard, the script, or Bettany, but it kind of felt like a performance thing where Bettany was, like, switching back and forth. Can exactly. Someone, can someone tell me why Paul Bettany keeps ending up with these, like, really attractive young women? <laughs> no, I don't know. Like don't Scarlet know. Witch, yeah, Scarlet too. Witch and, I don't... I, again, I don't think... I don't think that was their relationship. I think that it's tension was there. Creative yeah. choice. I think that tension was there, but I feel like it, d- it didn't seem like they were actually romantically involved. Mm-hmm. That, that was just the way I took it. Though. I love Paul be Bettany, wrong. though. Yeah, I like Paul Bettany. He was, he oh, was yeah, good in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's whatever. Um, in this scene, too, I want to point out a line that I have written down that I think might be my favorite line in the movie when Han, Owen, Han, and Chewie are going back and forth right after her and him and Kira's first interaction when he goes, you're touchy. I love that line. That is so funny. And that's it's so emblematic of him and Chewie's relationship. That's um, what I was hoping that we would get a lot more of in this movie. Like, yeah. his his and Chewie's banter. I just love it. And, and that, that, was, I, that was perfect Han and Chewie. I'm, I'm sad that we didn't get more of it, but yes, that's a very good one. Yeah. And I, I love the shot of Chewie chugging the alcohol. I know, that was so <laughs> funny of him, which is with the, the uh, thing all yeah. down his, all down he was, his like, he was mane. He was so funny. Yeah. Very Mark Hamill-esque. Yeah. The, 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 the beard. liquid in the beard. Yeah, yeah. in the beard, like the um, tit milk thing. Tit liquid. Um, um, but yeah, I also wanted to point out, I love this new guy playing Chewbacca. I think he does a really good job. I love Chewie <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to like some Swedish guy, but he's yeah. really good. He feels like the same Chewie, just, yeah. like I said, younger, more agile. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think maybe that's because this guy seems more mobile than Peter Mayhew ever yeah. was. Because Peter Mayhew's had physical problems his entire life because of yeah. how tall he is. Um, but oh, no, God. yeah, and I like these little hints at Maul, and I like the Scarif reference, you know, little things that get sprinkled in here in this conversation with Voss. Um, and then we get this set up for the actual plot, quote-unquote, of the movie, <laughs> that they're going to Kessel to get this coaxium. 
And again, oh, yes. you know, there's some really good lines here, like, uh, when Han gets onto the elevator, he goes, so I thought that went really well. You know, <laughs> like, just stuff like, no, it didn't, Han. <laughs> no, you might, on, Han. You're, you're not dead right now, so you think it went really well, <laughs> but you might be dead in the future if you don't figure this out. Um, and then we get, you Sorry, know, to Lando and Donald Glover. Donald Glover 83. Donald Glover 83 as, <laughs> Glover. Oh. Um, as Lando Calrissian. Uh, yeah, so if you don't get that... Um, it's a reference to a We made a joke. Yeah, we, it's what? It's a oh. reference to a stand-up, Donald Glover. Oh, what? Yeah. No. I thought it was original. No. Oh. I just said that. Yeah, yeah, and then I found about. out that I was... Well, I wasn't thinking of Donald Glover at all. Oh, really? Okay. When I said that, so, so, I thought it was a reference so to a no. At the end of our... Yeah, at the back. end of whatever episode that was... Uh, we were we were announcing the contest, which none of you signed up for. So, yeah, so fuck, fuck all shame of you. On. Um, sh- yeah, shame, shame on you. On you. Is what I meant. Stupid autocorrect. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I mean, that. it's okay. Please keep listening to our podcast. <laughs> we love you all. Please do. I love you. Um, I we just said like uh, like comment on iTunes, even if your iTunes right. name is Dong Lover eighty three. We were like, you have to use your, you have to put put your real name because if your name's just Dong Lover eighty three. Yeah. And we won't know it, who it is. Right, and this is just a massive coincidence, but Dong Lover is also Don Glover. He and, and about, furthermore, yep. go ahead. he was born in 1983. So we were really talking about Don Glover. But, we like, were, which we didn't know that. On. I thought, because I saw the weirdo stand up with you recently, too, yeah. that I was like, oh, it, he just he just was riffing off no. of Don Glover. Wow, I didn't know that. I just cool. said Dong Lover 83 like, as so, a joke. I think that. I think that Donald Glover was about to sign up for our contest, oh. and then, and then did it because we told him not to. Oh, Damn it. All right, we take it back, please. Let's take it back. Please, please sign up. Come on the show. Just kidding. The deadline's over. <laughs> Talk to us you about This day. Is America. Um, but yeah, to get to actual Donald Glover, he was the thing I was most excited for. In Lando Calrissian. I was like, I was like, Same. oh my god, Donald Glover is going to play Lando. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, for real. And the first time I saw it. I was like, okay, he's good. Second time I saw him, like, okay, he's good. This last time I saw him, like, I feel like I bought into it. The f- like, I completely wow. bought into it for the first time. Like, I was kind of meh on Donald Glover as Lando the first two times, and I, I really liked him this time. I'm, I'm a big meh. I, 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 I dislike him more than uh, Aldrin Eirich's performance. I think I like Aaron Reich too. I think more like, too. It's fit. I don't know. It, like with Lando, like obviously I said it shouldn't be a replication, but like we gotta have some I characteristics. I think really? it was a replication because I think like Lando in the original trilogy was very charismatic, but, but charismatic and very like you know when Han came in, he was always like almost shouting almost mm-hmm. his voice. But he this Lando was very chill, mm-hmm. very laid back, and it was kind of weird. I don't well, know. I mean, when we saw when we saw Lando in Empire, the Empire was already there. And right. you got to think about where Lando was headspace wise when he first saw Han, because he was already knowing he's like, "Fuck, I gotta play this off," and then I'm gonna he, you know, gonna get captured by Vader, and then what's gonna happen to him, and then what's gonna happen to Leia, yeah. and shoot, you know, like. That but even thing. like in yeah. you know in uh, Jedi or whatever, yeah. you know, he's I don't know, he was more likable, I'd say. Yeah, I think that's the thing with these characters; they were way more likable in the other movies. I just couldn't get behind it. Here. I think I just they're yeah, younger. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily always love Lando's performance. I'm, I'm a, I'm a hey, big man. Announced yesterday that Billy D. Williams is back. I was just about to say yeah, that. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. No, nice. Who said no? It's official. Yes! It's official. It's Thank happening. God. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but no, I Donald love Glover. I yeah. love, I uh, yeah, I love uh, oh. Donald Glover in Community. Um, 
I, I didn't necessarily love this performance. I like I really liked his performance after a while. I, I really liked the initial the I like the explanation of the Han Han thing that we riffed off of with our cold opening. Yeah. I like how they finally explained that. Like they like wrote that off of like it's just Lando not saying, you know. <laughs> it was just, he was kinda creepy. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was a little creepy. They talk about uh, how he's... Uh, okay, so let's talk about this. His novels. Oh my okay. god. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, okay. The fact that uh, Lando's pansexual. Okay. Which is fine. No, no, I have a problem with this. It works. I have no, a no. big problem. This oh, is the problem. No. That is what I want to talk about. <laughs> no, no, later, this is the later, problem. Later, later. The robot. Studio- I hate it when studios do this, because studios always... A movie will get released, and, you know, they'll... Like, in this movie, there's, there's tidbits, there are, hint, there are hints that, you know... He's pansexual, but it's obviously not that heavily implied at all. Oh, I, I'd I, say, I, yeah, it is. Really? Not so, no, but <laughs> that it works fine. But and then the studio will go, oh yeah, yeah, he's pansexual. But that's such like it's because studios are afraid to enter into an actual gay major character. Yes. Yeah. So they throw this in to appease audiences. But it's so lame. If you actually want to do something to make, make a gay character, character. make oh, a gay Star Wars character. Wait, I wouldn't say Lando's gay. He's, pan. like, like, he's pansexual. Like, yeah, he's pan. Okay. No, I'm this saying, is what. Yeah. Because like this you is can what make I him pan. You can't make him straight up gay because of obviously the stuff with Leia. Like, no, no, no yeah. Leia. Maybe not Lando, but some yeah. sort of character. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, just introduce a gay character or something. Right. My so my problem. They did. They did this with Rogue One too. By the way, they're which with who? Um, Isn't the main with, character of Battlefront two with um Chir- with uh, Chirrut Imway and Baze and Baze? Yeah, I said that yeah. Today, I, you get a little bit of the gay. Thing right, and they, they, and they don't nothing, they don't put anything in the movie, and then and then uh, because they don't have the balls to like yeah, they're exactly. like mm, I don't know it's, if we, I don't know if we yeah. put a, a gay couple or I don't know if we should you know say that he's pansexual. People from the south will be like that fag Star Wars movie and be like shit. Exactly. Right, God, because and and then after the fact they're like. Maybe they are gay, and it's like no, you don't get to do just, that now. Yeah, like, say no, it. Just yeah. put it in the movie. Make the yeah. decision. I have a, I have, take yeah, the I, shot. I have yeah, exactly. a big problem. It's so annoying people do that. Okay, I feel like they throw stuff in enough. Like they have the L three stop flirting line with because in like the stuff with Han, they have looks between him and Lando where like he might be attracted to him. I don't know. I mean, like, no, I agree. They should if they're gonna do it, they should go all the way. But I feel yeah. like there was enough hints to it. And then the the line. Okay, let's just talk about it. What the fuck was that? It, it works. works. Holy! Oh, no. The first time I saw it, I was like, "What? What are you? He fucked what the robot. What do you say? Does he fucking? Is he fucking a robot? He fucked the I robot. Like, he fucked the robot. No, okay, okay. Right. It's I, a fuck thing. I don't want to fuck the thing. I don't think no. it was implied that he did. Just that, like, she knows it would work. Oh my god! Are you sure? I mean, or, she's like, trust me, you, it works. So maybe she fucked someone else. Maybe she fucked someone else. I maybe. Oh, feel boy. bad for that guy. It was just. It was just one of those things where I was like. What are you implying, um, movie? All right, what are you trying to say? Movie. Here's a poll, and you can hit us up on social media with the answer. Weirder or less weird than the in-detail description of um, Fishman's penis in the shape of water? Oh, no. Oh, this is weirder. This really? Is this is weirder. Really? No, way weirder. This would be way weirder. This a is robot. like... Okay, this is like implied... At like, least Fishman looks like a human, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> this is like implied like she wants to. That's like... No, yeah, I, I think it was implied... Fish. I think it was implied that she did. Do it. And fuck the fish. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I never got that. Okay. Ugh. But also, let's talk about all three, because I fucking hate this character. Me too. I... I... I don't think that she's that bad. I think the problem is they made her... 
So they were going for like I, I think like what she's saying, um, you know, she's like pushing for like the social justice for I the robots, which that. I thought was a, a cool like a cool um, really. Yeah, I liked that. I was like, I oh, hated the that. robots are cool. being oppressed. It's cool, but, but I the, think I think they did it over the top. I think oh, it was the so problem was the that they took this like part of her character and made that the only thing she was, precisely, and made her unlikable because mm-hmm. even when they oh, were so unlikable because even when they weren't talking about the robots, mm-hmm. like she was just really mean and grumpy and ranting. I yeah. was like, but. I, like, I can't even get behind you. Like, okay. I, I don't the like you. Time in, another time in this movie where I almost felt like I wanted to puke was when uh, either Lando or someone says Lando. to her, like, do you need anything? She goes, equal rights. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Come, like, oh my God. Just yeah, because that's too that's, far. Because that's her only thing. Yeah, yeah, that is her only thing. And like when, um, when we get to Castle and she does this thing, like, what are you doing? Not she the time and place. No. Like, you, first of all, she gets herself killed. Like basically, and then like all this like like what why now why now right in the middle of a job where you're gonna get so much money, and like all these things could go badly if you screw it up, and somehow they still get out of it because it's a movie. <laughs> um, but like real life, they would that Elfrey would have killed all of them. Yeah, it, it's just it, that was all she was, mm-hmm. and I. It, there was no more aspects to her character. Phoebe Waller Bridge was fine. Yeah, like I think her act, her like motion capture, like the actual like cool. physicality of of three was like it was well done. Oh, yeah. And her voice acting was fine. It's just like it's just the character. Like it's similar with Rose. Like it's just the character. Like I don't think she's as bad as Rose, mainly because she wasn't in the movie as much. <laughs> um, but you know, like it, it was just one. It was another character. It they tried to get another K two S O, and it, she just wasn't as good as K two. Bring mm-hmm. back K two S O. Make yeah. him not dead. Yeah. I, I, this is before Rogue One, so I guess you could have a K2, but I mean, yeah, I don't need K2. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, the time But no, yeah. Um, so I like I like this opening card game scene, and then I like how, you know, it, you get the deterioration of, like, Lando from 50% to 20%, and I like all that stuff with Beckett. Um, and then we get to the stuff at Kessel, and I like this stuff. I think it's fine. The droid stuff annoyed me, but the action scene itself was good. I think. So I think that the Kessel part is supposed to be like the main like I think it I think it's supposed to be like the main part of the movie. Yeah. And to me it's the part that falls flat the most. You know, I don't really mind Corellia. Um I don't mind where else were we just talking about? Wherever that planet was. Yeah, I wherever the, the Dryden Voss thing. Yeah. Um, the um, snow planet thing. Snow yeah, planet right. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, right, right, right. I, I don't I don't mind the train heist and Which hold on one second. I noticed this I said it to you when we were seeing it. They just walked to Voss's yacht from the train <laughs> refinery. I was like, What? That's in walking distance? What like what? <laughs> what? Sorry, continue. Oh, really? I was like when I first saw that this second time I was like, Ugh. what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um and then it, I, feel, I feel like it's just the part on Kessel, and this should be the most important part. Um, and I just feel like it, it doesn't do it for me. This is like a low point of the movie. The, the stakes don't feel, at least for me, didn't feel that high. I don't know. No. Maybe because, I mean, because the threat is, um, oh, you know, like, Dredden Voss is going to kill you if you don't do it. And, like, we know that he but doesn't like, kill you. We know that you don't. Cool, dude. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, you, yeah, you know that they're going to win. Yeah, like quote unquote win. Well, yeah, still, yeah, but, and exactly like you know the Han and Chewie are going to get okay, out. Yeah, and I just like to say maybe one of Floyd can answer this. Who knows the extended universe more? But mm-hmm. so they could. say you know you, I, he did the Kessel Run twelve parsecs. Mm-hmm. Twelve like a parsec is a unit of distance. Yes, 
It's not time. Yeah. So I, is it is just it? he? It is distance. Is it yeah. distance? I, so the ex- it's the, very much of the like. It's changed the, like, though. Online, I, exactly. um, you know, explanation that people have given is that it, they're like black holes, and so you have to plot a course. They like and, rerouted it. Right. So you, so you have to do like a shorter <laughs> a shorter distance. So the shorter distance is more impressive because that means that you're not weaving around the black holes as much, yeah. and like you're going closer. And I, I guess you know you have to go faster to escape the mm-hmm. uh, the gravitational pull of the black holes. Yeah. So that's the explanation that they've given. I don't know. I to be honest, I don't know if that holds up. I don't know in, if that's canon with still. this Kessel yeah, 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 I'm not right. sure. Yeah, I don't. But know. well, I don't know if it ever was. But that's just like what people said online. Mm-hmm. Like. The first, the first time that someone noticed, like, what the hell? That's not a, that's not a time thing. <laughs> yeah. huh. And then also, there's a thing where he says, "If you round down, it is." <laughs> if you round down, which, which doesn't really help because it could either be round down in time or round down in distance. You know. Well, I mean, it's not time. We know uh, that it's distance. A uh, parsec is distance. Do we know that for like like since the EU is rebooted? Yep. Uh, well, a parsec like in real life. A oh, a parsec is, is a real oh, distance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Alright, cool. That is distance. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, um, it, it is. No, there's, yeah, there's no, like, dispute. <laughs> Floyd disputing the laws of nature. Right? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but I also wanted to talk about another shot that I thought looked awesome. The outside of Kessel, when they're landing on Kessel, the ship going down to the planet, the way the, like, the planet was, like, gold almost. Like, yeah. that looked so I cool. liked how they looked with the gravitational pull and everything going on. That was very yeah. neat. Um... And I, 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 another line that I've written down that I loved, I love how Lando says mi- mining colonies are the worst because then he heads a mining colony in uh, Bespin. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I thought that, okay. Was, that was cute. Um, and yeah, I, I, okay, so let's talk about this uh, Chewie breaking out Wookiee scene. Oh, sure. What the chocking-looking motherfucker from uh, Land of the Lost? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, that look, he look, that Wookiee looked so cheap. And it was just like, what? Like what is that costume? He they wasted all the money on the Chewbacca costume. He literally looked like Chaka. Like, I was like, what the, what the hell? And I was like, oh, boy. Um, but, you know, that's whatever. And that's, I like that. I like that little detail for Chewie. Like, you know, wanting to save, you know, Wookiees. I like that. Yeah. But it just ended up being like a side little thing. Um, just want to know where was Lumpy. Where was Lumpy? I, where was I really thought Lumpy Justice and Maul were for Lumpy. Oh Me too. Gosh. I hope this would have been the perfect opportunity. And they just they just passed. They didn't. And then after this, we you know they escape the planet after this stupid rebellion thing, which is like whatever. Um, uh-huh. And they go into the maelstrom, and I really like the visuals of this. I think this is a really cool visual scene. It's great. I noticed uh, at one point. There's kind of like a lightning flash, mm-hmm. and it and, and it goes dark. Huge, yeah, yeah, and it kind of goes dark, and I think that's like the same effect that they were using at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's supposed to be a callback to like the sparks oh, yeah, on the speeder. Might have been, yeah. I, I, I just um, thought that was really yeah, that was cool. cool. I liked the visuals uh, also when the Imperial ship was coming in with the Tie Fighters, and I thought, you know, the I have a really good feeling about this. I yeah. love that line. Um, this is Williams' music pops in. Um, one of the few times. Bit, yeah, one of the few times that Williams' music's pop it. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, for a score that's not, you know, completely John Williams, I think it's an amazing score. I think it's... it's it, it's This is one of the top uh, Star Wars scores. Really? It's so Absolutely. I didn't yeah. like the guitar part earlier in it. I didn't really Oh, I love fit. the guitar part. I really didn't think that fit. I, uh, think I don't know. Like, in terms of a score, like, it never popped out to me. Like a Yeah, no, no. Really? It was, oh, it was I, very... I noticed it. It felt like another MCU sure. score. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, it yeah. did. It was just kind of like, oh, yeah, it was there. I never noticed it. Yeah. Um, even on, like, Rogue One, like, I liked 
some of the stuff that, like, the Guardians See, of the Will Sweet and stuff, like, Hope at the end. Like, Rogue One, songs Rogue One I noticed it, but I was like, like this is bad. Just, <laughs> oh, really? I like, I like Rogue One's score. Compare, more than this, because I noticed it more. Um, but so we get into this... I'm trying um, to remember what I thought of Rogue One's score. Uh, we get into this uh, this Maelstrom scene, and we get more hentai in Star Wars. Hooray! More tentacle points. Yeah, is that just a big Rathtar? Like, I, good question. No, it's called a Maw. It's so it's different, but it was kind of freaky looking a little. I was like, eh, I didn't. It's like a big Raftar. Yeah, it kind of freaked me out. Big monsters like that kind of freak me out. Like the kaiju in Pacific Rim kind of freaked me out a little. Bork Gullet. Does Godzilla freak you out? Bork Gullet. Are you scared of Gullet? Actually, kind of yeah. What about King Kong? No, no. I think it's reptiles. It's like the weird reptile thing. I mean, it's like like that kind of stuff freaks me out. I don't know why. The frog in Pan's Labyrinth. Cephalopod. Never seen it. Okay. Um, You probably wouldn't. The spider in it. (laughs) Yeah, but except it's not actually. At least the 2017 version. I haven't no, seen the 90s you haven't seen the. You haven't seen the. No, the original yeah. version. No, I'm sure nothing in the 90s version would scare me either way. Let's get back to Solo. Oh, yeah, let's get back to Solo. Bring um, it back. But okay, so we get through this this cool maelstrom scene. I think it's really fun. Um, the like Woody Harrelson running around the ship, you know, injecting the the coaxium. That's like yeah, that's that a fun cool. sequence. Yeah. You know? Also, also, quick uh, sidebar here. Why do we never hear about coaxium in the future? Like, is it that's like the fuel that powers their ships? It's hyper fuel, basically. Yeah. And no it one ever mentions in there. Last the I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know why they just didn't call it hyperfuel because that's what they've always called it in the past. Yeah, in Star Wars. I don't know. I don't know. They just gave it a time name. to be technical. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Axiom. It's whatever. Um, I think it was in like a video game or something, and then they were like, "Let's really? use this sure? in the movies." Maybe. I don't know. But I like I like this scene a lot. I think there's some really cool visuals. The camera's really fun. Um, Han, you know, this is the first time Han's piloting the Falcon. Well, um, it's really cool happy. to see. Yeah. I like when, like, Kira gives up her seat and it's just like, Chewie, you're gonna be better. At yeah, Chewie, uh, like, this cute. is where we get the 190 years old interaction, yeah. which I think oh. is another great, great, great chemistry between Han and Chewie. Right, which is, again, um, what I wanted more of. Yeah. yeah. So then after this, we get down to Savarine, and we get another fucking desert planet. Woo! Yeah. Um, you get know, creative. Come on. To, to comment on the fact that you wanted like more of that, I wanted more of it too, and I think they knew people wanted more of it, and then they just didn't do it. What? Because like it was more, in like all. Chewie and Han. Oh, it yeah, was yeah. in all of the commercials, and then that was like the only times you ever saw, and that's like such a bummer to me. Because the I feel uh, like the the laugh. Oh, the the one scene wasn't even in it that was in the trailer that I loved from the trailer when which um, one when um Han goes. What do you think? And Han and Chewie goes, <laughs> and Han goes, well, what do you know? Do you know? Like, that's not even in the movie. Yeah. That was such a great, I like, feel like bummer. if we had um, the Miller brothers, we would have had, like, really cool interactions, like, day to day, like, mm-hmm. with the shower sequence. Mm-hmm. I could see them, like, making a montage yeah. of them just, like, running into each other. <laughs> yeah. like, just, like, the pains of living together in the Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> Han and Chewie montage. Yeah, but, um, that would have been hilarious. Been yeah, I feel like, I feel like if we got a sequel, there would have been more. But yeah, they cut out some. They cut out some stuff, and there wasn't as much. But what we got of it, I thought was really good, like really well done. And um, <laughs> I've written down in my notes when I love when Lando goes the the with the I, I hate you line, when Donald Donald Glover turns oh, and yeah. just goes I hate you. And then I really wanted Han to say I know. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. He does. Yeah. He does. That. Are you sure? Oh yeah, he absolutely does. Okay, that's fine. I missed yeah. that because yeah. I because I, I, I remember thinking I was. Oh yeah, he does say that. Okay. Yeah, he does. Okay, good. That's a good callback. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. I, I love that one. Yeah. Um, and then we get they you know have this coaxium thing, and then Infasnes shows up again. What? I, okay, here's a piece of the score I hated. I hated Infasnes little. 
laughing. I hate it. It's so stupid. I don't remember. I think the I think the vocals I think the vocals in uh, Star Wars are. I mean, we've really only heard it uh, with Duel of Fates, which was awesome, which well, is awesome. And I think I think this kind of they tried. It didn't work for. They tried. Yeah, I I I really like it. I think it it sort of adds the atmosphere. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, but I don't like this Infus Nest stuff. And this, okay, this is where we get the reveal that she. Okay, how old is this actress? I haven't even I looked it know. up. First time I saw like, her, I'm like, 14. are you twelve? Are you fourteen? <laughs> then she has a little kid running behind her. So I'm like, oh, are you like twenty something with like a kid? Like, she talks about her mom. Like, what's what actually is Infus Nest? Like, I, what do you, what do you guys? Think I don't know. And ultimately, I don't really yeah, care. I like, don't, I don't, I don't care about, about these character. like marauders. Like. All I care is that, like, they kind of stopped Dryden's guys at the end. And Are they saying that she was the start of the rebellion? I mean, she was, like, giving... I, I feel like she was helping the rebellion. She was know. a piece of the puzzle, I yeah. think. I guess, but I was just like... I, I, like, I liked that, Oh, too. really? I didn't like origin. it. I didn't like it. I, 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 I really liked that reveal. I thought it was something unique. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, it was unique, but... I mean, maybe it's just like you with Last Jedi. Like, yeah, it's different, but I don't like the different. That's true. Um, but uh, for me, I just... I was like, eh, I don't need it. By the way, I was, yeah, I was a very man. A great directorial, like cinematographer shot. I love the shot of Hans Blaster when he walks up and you see the the you know Infus Nest and all the gang standing. Yeah, that like, was very the, western. That was in shot. the trailer. Yeah, yeah that was super very western. A, a very western shot, and I really like that. Um, and I like I like the last scene with Beckett where he's telling him, you know, come meet me on Tatooine. That's a fun call forward to a movie that won't happen now. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I like that kind of little reference to Jabba. He going, yeah, we didn't you, say yeah. He, didn't, he never says he Jabba. He just has a gangster implied. on Tatooine. Yeah. <laughs> what other gangsters are on Tatooine? Yeah. <laughs> Gordon <laughs> Love <the> Hut. <laughs> Wait, maybe Stinky by now. <laughs> oh, Here's a question. Where the fuck was Stinky in episode six? <laughs> yeah, for real. Was he off doing his own thing? Did he get killed, maybe? Probably. Where was Stinky? I hope so. Where was Stinky? I hope Stinky got obliterated. That's a huge plot hole. Yeah. Where the fuck was Stinky? I, I need more of that was, character. She was Epi- uh, she was Eponine in Les Mis, in the BBC's Les Mis. Uh, mm. Kel- uh, Aaron Kellyman, who played who played Infus Nasty. Yeah, yeah, how that, old is she? I could not it, find her name. I couldn't find, find her Really? Yeah. Is she like she? Someone could tell me she's twelve, and I'd be like, okay. Someone could tell me she's like twenty-seven, I'd be like, okay. Like I I don't know how I couldn't tell. <laughs> that's how like the it's like the, it's like the kid actor from the Dark Tower when it, when we went to yeah. his we went to his Wikipedia page and it was like he was born in two thousand or two thousand one. Like yeah, no, no. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Um, but then it we literally get, doesn't say. That's this crazy. is the this is the scene where I was more meh on Voss than before just because like Bettany was just he was so all over the place in this last exactly scene. like yeah sometimes you can like you know. Uh, play that to your advantage like oh he's he's crazy he's going from you know this personality this one he's just all over the place but it just felt weird and scattered i was like what are you what are you trying to do yeah i i didn't overly love this scene i like okay i like that you know we have this conflict here with the coaxium and that you know it's fun that he actually has the real coaxium there yeah (sighs) how fucking lazy is that Oh, don't trust anyone because everyone will disappoint you. Oh, I tried to tell you not to trust me. Like, really? Yeah, Really? Really? That was, like, the most obvious thing you could have done. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, I looked at you, Logan, when we saw it yesterday, and we both just rolled our eyes. Like, it was was just so, like, why? 
Yeah. Why did you need to do that? As soon as he says the line at the beginning, you're like, oh, he's betrayed. Yeah, <laughs> yep, literally. Like, since the trailer, I was yeah, like, oh, evil. he's going to betray him. I mean, like, I knew going into the movie that he would betray him eventually because I remember hearing a rep- when Woody Harrelson first got casted, there was a report like, oh, he's playing this character named Beckett that is kind of like a fa- father figure yeah. to him, but then eventually, like, he does something and he, like, loses his trust with Han. And, and that kind of yeah. helps Han become thing. And that was the thing that came out, like, a year and a half before the movie came out when yep. Woody Harrelson was cast. Like, uh, so I know Beckett's going to portray him at some point. And then when he had that line the first time, I'm like, I hope that's not what happens. And then <laughs> yeah. that's what happens. Then, I yeah. feel like sometimes there's like a reveal where, you know, someone, it's like it, my, you know, my informant told me and then he walks into the room and like, it's supposed to be like, <gasps> dun, dun, dun. what? Like, yeah. I had no idea that it was going to be him. And then like, this time it was like, oh, it's so it was awesome. just, <laughs> like if it were like Rio and he yeah. survived, I would be like, <laughs> what? I'd be like, Holy oh, shit! Oh my god! What's going I would have been, I would have partially been laughing and partially just been like, yeah. Or like, or like <laughs> if Maul, Snoke. if Maul walked in, then that's my god. Like, Holy crap! Like, is that you know that would have been such a cool moment. Or if Lando walked in. Even yeah, if Lando walked right, in, that would be kind of... He's d- he did yeah. it in the original trilogy. Yeah, it, or yeah. if Lando walked in and then... that I think that would have even added more layers to be like... Like to episode 5 when him and Lando like, what is, like... What's yeah. gonna happen here, you it's know? Just, it's just when he... You know, when Beckett walks in, it's not a gas moment. It's just like, mm, it's like okay, yeah, I saw that coming. Whatever. A, well, shit, they actually... Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they called that out through. and they did well. it. Um, <laughs> they done did it. But yeah, and... Um, I like the actual like the switch out of the coaxium, and I like the I like the action scene. It's well shot. It's kind of fun, but like in the end, like you knew Kira, like you knew Kira was gonna not be- kill or betray Han. Actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. The one thing that did surprise me about this movie going in, I was convinced that Kira was gonna die. Oh, I was yeah. like, Kira is so dead that it's not even like she's. There's no way she's making it out of this movie. Yeah. And I think like if they would have been able to finish the story because it's. Like, it's a complete story, but you could tell there was going to be a sequel. Yeah. Like, there was planned to be a sequel. Sure, d- do you think there was going to be a sequel? Oh, I, think so. a sequel. I don't yeah, think yeah. so. They, were trying they weren't so just going to, like, reintroduce anymore. Darth Maul and then just, like, leave it. Okay, say Give me a sec. Let me finish my thought on right. Kira, and then we can talk about Maul. Um, I, I really think that Kira's death, if Han would have seen that happen, I think would have explained a lot about Han. I think I think you give him this character and then you kill Kira. I think that 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 would. That's really I think that's way too cliche. Really, like, I, think I was that would... I was glad because I was, I went in the same way. I was like, oh, she's dead. I mean, yeah. there's no. Other yeah, way. I think I think it's almost more effective that you know she's still alive. She just chose. Yeah, you know, I was like, maybe to, to yeah, completely maybe. leave. That was probably my favorite part about this whole movie. When she doesn't die, she just left. I yeah, was like, it's Whoa. really it's really I was like, like emotionally effective. That coming. And that yeah. I think that added a lot of layers. And I like that last scene between. Her and I think that's where Clark and Aaron Reich have just like again great chemistry. Yeah. That last scene of them together, I thought was really yeah. really well because done. Because the whole like Han Solo was just you know he's burdened because this girl he loved died. I feel like that would have been too cliche and Maybe. trite. But I, I like this a lot. Yeah, and it, I I really like when uh, he and Chewie are just watching the ship go off, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know Chewie's just like standing right yeah. next to him, and and you, like they don't say anything, mm-hmm. like they know like. Like, how hard that is on Han. Right, and Han has kind of, I feel like the whole movie, just been putting off the fact that, like, she doesn't, you know, really... Right, she doesn't really feel the same. Mm-hmm. And that she's kind of wrapped up in something different. Like, yeah. it was it was Dryden, but... And now, you know, he kind of knows that she's just... She's off for... She's on... She's about herself, yeah. really. Yeah. And even though she says you're the good guy to Han, I think she realizes that she's not the good guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like how Han because is. you have that line with Maul where he's like, you and me will be working... Closely. Much so closer. does that mean that... 
Okay, let's talk. Can we talk about, about theories? Let's just let's talk about them all. Yeah. No, okay, because there is no theories. This character is played out. Okay, so I, for people who didn't know going into this movie, like, oh, Darth Maul is still alive. That's so cool. It's like bringing back this cool character. They, they already yeah. finished this character. They already brought him back and finished his story. They brought him back in season four of Clone Wars. Really, like they like yeah. they actually brought him back. He was in, he was implied in episode in season three, brought back officially in, in season four. He had somehow. Um, no, the storyline with Maul and Savage Press's brother in Clone Wars was so the, good. was the best stuff. It's so good. I, I honestly say it's better than this movie. Oh, like yeah. there's a lot of stuff in of Clone Wars that is better than a lot of some of these movies. Huh. Um, but like the Maul storyline in. In Clone Wars, is great. And then Maul comes back again in Rebels, which takes place around, you know, five to ten years <laughs> after this movie. And Maul dies. Again, he gets killed by Obi-Wan on Tatooine. He finds Obi-Wan on Tatooine, okay. and then Obi-Wan ki- kills him. And But that's... But... Where is that? When we, after. Uh, Rebels is two years, roughly, before A New Hope. And then it leads up to A New Hope. So probably okay, so when that happened... before. So, and this was about seven to ten years before A New Hope. Right. Um, so, and what, what we get at is... We leave the end of Clone Wars is he gets captured by Sidious. And then there was going to be another arc where he escaped and started his own crime syndicate. Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn. And they, they play that off. You know, there's, there's a whole tie-in with different characters. Different characters are involved. But basically... That he has this crime syndicate makes sense because they even show in the background of Crimson Dawn the Maul Mandalorian armor from the Clone Wars that he was in charge of Mandalorians, mm-hmm. and um, so it's it's made to believe that like if he had his own crime syndicate that makes sense he had good relations with the Pikes they talk about the Pikes that was a good reference to the Clone Wars, um, and then when you meet him in in Rebels when he first comes into Rebels he's trying to turn the main character of Rebels, who's a Jedi, to be his apprentice, who's uh, Freddie Prince Jr.'s character's apprentice in the clone, in uh, Rebels. And he's, like, this disheveled kind of old guy at this point. You know, he's just kind of this old man disheveled. He's, like, living on, like, underneath this one planet where he runs into him, basically. And it's just, like, the only thing we would get from this Maul character now is the fall of Crimson Dawn. And, like... Because it would just be seen where Maul was the head of this crime syndicate to being this disheveled old man at the beginning of Rebels. And, like, I feel like they brought him back and people were like, oh, there's so much opportunity. And, like, there was so much opportunity. And people were like, oh, it's so cool he's come back. And I'm like, eh. It was, like, three seconds and that was all. Yeah. And also, it's, like... The thing that I noticed this time around watching it, um, when he, like... He like uh, like force grabs his lightsaber mm-hmm. and then he opens it like one blade What's at a the time. Point of that? Like why would he open it on on yeah. Facetime? You know, yeah, with Kira, yeah. who he's obviously had interactions with before, <laughs> right. who knows who he is. Mm-hmm. You know, and like like it's an okay reveal. It's whatever. Um, it it's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I I remember my first action was like, whoa, that's awesome. The second reaction was like, how? Did you yeah. what? <laughs> I need to look. Did some you shit not up. know that he came back in Clone Wars? Uh, no, I mean, oh, didn't know I mean, like, I feel like the majority of of people haven't oh, seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying you so specifically. Yeah, you no, didn't I, know. I haven't. Okay, yeah. It's it, honestly go and watch that stuff. It's on Netflix. Like Clone Wars right. is on great. Netflix. It's great stuff. Really good. Stuff. I know we talked about um, <laughs> the best episodes. the best episodes in Clone Wars um, when we did the movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's so meh for me. It was so meh. I love that they had Sam Witwer who did um, the voice of 
Maul and the Clone Wars come back and do it. Uh, Ray Park actually played Maul in that little scene. I thought oh, that cool. was cool. Mm-hmm. Who played him in Episode One? Yeah, and I'm a big. I, I mean, I really like Sam Witwer for um, different thing, like different acting he's done. He was in a YouTube show that I I watch a lot. I mean, um, well, and now there's like this theory that like because they're like uh, Kira and Maul are working together that she's Ray's mother. <laughs> Yeah. Or something. It's what? a very weird theory, but I was reading no. it when we were prepping for this podcast. Ray, just, people just need to put Ray's parentage yeah. to bed. Like so, it's done. Yeah, it's it's over. <laughs> Stop making your theories. They told you what it is. Yep. It's nothing. Hey, it's a uh, it's nothing. Um, yeah. and um, if we, if we ever got a spinoff movie about Ray's parents, it's just gonna be some drunk people having sex and then having a kid and be like, "Well, shit, get rid of it." That's <laughs> that's the movie. <laughs> oh, she's a Jedi. Dang. Here we go, yeah. Simon Pegg. Yeah, basically. Um. <laughs> And then real quick before the movie wraps up, I want to talk about Han shot first. I love that. Han yep. just kills Beckett. Beckett. It's great. <laughs> it's a great middle finger to George Lucas saying, like, Han shoots first. Huh. You don't change that. And I, I really like that scene. Is that the entire point of the movie? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? It just led to that moment. Just it all led to that moment. <laughs> Actually, what it really all led to um, was the Falcon, getting the Falcon in the Spock game. We didn't talk about the first Sabacc game. I like that bait and switch of how, like, oh, everyone knows that, like, you know, Han won the Falcon off of Lando playing cards, and then he didn't win when mm-hmm. they ba- wagered the Falcon. I thought that was a good bait and switch. Mm-hmm. And then this last scene, I liked this last scene. It was really quick, and it felt tacked on, though. The whole the, the whole ending, the whole, like, yeah. last five minutes was, yeah. like, very, It felt like it should have been, like, an after credit scene. Mm-hmm. And then, it was yeah. honestly, like, a minute, like, all of it. <laughs> it felt really quick. I feel like that maybe this whole, like, uh, game sequence was from... It was, when it was supposed to be a heist movie in that like they wanted to have that and make it like Casino Royale or something like that mm-hmm. but I don't know I feel like it kind of didn't work in a western I liked this last Sabacc game and I like the um, oh yeah it was fun I like the interaction way. between him and Han when he first gets there it's very similar to Cloud City but reversed you know mm-hmm. like not knowing what to expect um, and I like the when he tries to get the card out Oh my gosh, another Han Chewie moment when he shows him the cards and he's just like... Mm. Oh, that's like, funny, yeah. so, It's like, great, great interactions. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I like that. He's going to pull out the card, but then yeah. he does. Right, and, and, and I like I like the dynamic. He, look, he looks across the table. He knows that Han knows what mm-hmm. he's been doing. Right, and I, and I forget Han. what Han's little line is. It's like missing something or something like that. Got everything uh, yeah, you need yeah. or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's good. Um, and he gets the Falcon. But honestly, at the end of this movie, I feel like Han still isn't Han yet. You know, he isn't Han Solo from Episode 4 yet. And I feel like they were going to do another movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, th- there was rumors they were going to do a trilogy. That they were going to finish the trilogy. Ooh. Aaron um, Reich's contract yikes. was for three movies. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. Which isn't going to happen now. Yeah. Unfortunately. There's no way it's happening. Um, yes. It was weird. I Like, they were in the cockpit, and he said his line, and it was, like, over. And then, like, whoa. Like, oh, hey. Okay, I thought the last shot would have been them, like, shooting off. That's, the exactly. Yeah. But it, it was in the cockpit, right? It was in the cockpit. It was the dice. Yeah. The he, dice were the last Because he says, shot. you know, oh, there's that guy in Tatooine. Should be good. And then, like, ended with the dice. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I would have been, I thought, it was just weird. I feel like that last shot of the dice wasn't needed. Just him going off yeah. in space would have been. Soaring music, done, yeah. yeah. That would have been better. Um, yeah, but no, you're right. He doesn't feel anything at all. It's weird, because in episode four, he's very much so more disgruntled. Yeah, I feel like we haven't gotten angry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, they, I'm i sure that those storylines will be played out, but it will probably be in books or comic form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could so. be. I'll, I'll I'll find out what happens next. I don't know if you guys will put it yeah. in 
You guys will for sure. You'll tell me if it's yeah, interesting. I'll tell you. I'll tell yeah. you. If, if not, I don't really I'll have t- a strong attachment. Like wherever the story goes, <laughs> if the book's good, I'll let you know. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, I think that's I think that's the movie. So um, I think we're good. Wrap it up. Final thoughts and readings, Brendan. Oh boy. So yeah, this movie. Um, I saw opening night. The and I mean, I was really excited for it. And like, even though there were some places where it felt a little flat, I really enjoyed it. And maybe that's just because I like I really like Han Solo. Um. Which I know for, like, other, like, big fans of Han was, like, kind of a problem, considering it's not Harrison Ford. But I really liked Alden Ehrenreich as, uh, as uh, Han Solo, and I thought that this was a pretty good movie, and I'm going to give it an A-. minus. Yeah, so I've talked about this before in the podcast, expressing my disapproval for this movie, and... <laughs> its existence. <laughs> its existence, <laughs> and the whole spin-off thing, like, I don't need the backstory, keep it a mystery, it makes it more cool. But we have the movie... So I watched it. Um, it, it. Overall, this movie's just meh. It's it's uh, nowhere near terrible. This is not Last Jedi at all. But it, it's nothing special. Like it, it's not really anything I haven't seen before. Like I don't know. It felt very copy and paste. So I mean, there were parts where I enjoyed the Han Solo Chewbacca interactions. I thought were very fun. Some of the things, you know. Um, uh, some of Han's backstory were neat. I, I didn't need the, the solo last name tidbit. That was not needed. <laughs> no one needed it. No one needed that. But I think um, I would have given it a lower rating if it wasn't for the um, Han Solo and... Uh, what is it? Kira? Kira. Yeah. Kira. Their relationship. What really... What actually, like... Um, stunned me was when she didn't die she just left at the end and that was the thing that actually elevated this movie a bit and I was like alright that's a, that's some decency there I really enjoyed that I thought that was an interesting twist so I'm going to give this movie uh, a B minus cool um, I, I pretty much share a lot of those same opinions um, I think it's a very meh movie in general I don't think that they really had a good uh, idea of what they wanted the plot to be which is why it just kind of seems like a bunch of mini plots that are kind of thrown together um, I think Ehrenreich's performance is very, very good. Uh, it, it carries the movie. Without, without him, this, this gets a much lower rating. And, um, and of course, uh, Kira as well. Um, I think I've pretty much said everything I need to say. I'm also giving it a B-. Uh, yeah, I like this movie. It drags a little in the middle for me. Um, the pacing wasn't great at the beginning. It was kind of choppy at the beginning. Um, but really, I think what carries this movie for this movie for me is the performances. I think Aaron Reich's very good. I think Clark is very good. I think Harrelson is very good, and I like um, you know pretty much every performance in this movie. I mean, you know, I don't love L three, but I don't really blame that on Phoebe Waller Bridge. Um, you can see the scenes a little. We didn't really talk about it too much, like we talked about in Justice League. You know, the different directors thing. Because I, I mean, you could see that you could tell the moments that were Lord and Miller. I think you could, I think. When, when they came, you knew what they were. Yeah, but I don't think it was as tonally jarring for me as Justice League. Um, and, you know, I, I like this movie. I will definitely own it. I will watch it. It's, it is in no way offensive, you know. This, is, this movie is meh, like you two said. There is... N- okay, no one should watch this movie and be offended like Last Jedi. Like, <laughs> like, like no one's going to watch this movie and like, yeah, like, oh, God, like, everything that's, like, I hated it, it was terrible, you know, all that it's, stuff. It's safe. It's, it's a safe It's movie. very safe. Um, they make some stupid decisions with this solo name thing. But, um, you know, Matt, you were saying, like, ah, oh, I just don't want to see it, you know, when we... When, I put this movie off yeah, for so long. <laughs> when you didn't want to see it and all that stuff. And I was like, it's it's not offensive. You'll see it, you'll like parts of it, you'll dislike parts of it, and then you'll go home and forget about it. 
<laughs> and that's kind of what I feel about Solo. Um, I'm going to give it a B. Um, I don't think it's, you know, it's great. I don't think it's terrible. It's a mediocre Star Wars movie. I will watch it, enjoy it, and it will be in rotation. And also, I'd like to point out real quick before we get to our rankings for, um, you know, the entire series, that this is probably the last spinoff, like, the last individual character spinoff movie they're doing. Really? Uh, they're not doing Kenobi. They're not doing Boba Fett anymore. Is that no. confirmed? Yes. Yes, it's basically confirmed by Lucasfilm that they stopped. They halted production on all that stuff. It sounds like what's happening now, which back at, a month ago, I was if someone would have told me that these movies are actually going to meet, I would have told you you're batshit crazy. But apparently the Ryan Johnson trilogy is next, after episode 9. How is that getting the green light? Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> According right. to sources... Close to Lucasfilm, they're saying they are going ahead in that the Ryan Johnson trilogy might start coming out in 2020. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! No! <laughs> like, wow. I like If you would have told me, like, of all the movies that were getting talked about, getting made, like, yeah, probably the Kenobi <laughs> movie will get made. Yeah, that Benioff and White shit will probably happen. <laughs> but the thing that's not happening is the Ryan Johnson trilogy. There's no way. And apparently that's what they're making. Wow. Cool. I really hope the Benioff and White stuff still happens. Oh, the Game of Thrones the Game guys. Of Thrones guys. Yep. I hope oh, that still okay, happens because awesome. I I hope they're doing Old Republic because I just I want to see Old Republic in live action. Oh, I think that'd good. be really cool. So yeah, apparently these these spinoffs, like the spinoff in terms of like Star Wars stories, are done. Apparently, it's a bummer. So I, I actually don't know. I don't think it's a bummer. I, I, I'd rather a major A plus. <laughs> oh, I did not. Oh no, I did not want a Boba Fett movie. And let's just talk about the prospects of an Obi Wan movie. How would you guys have felt about an Obi Wan movie? I like Obi Wan. No. When would no. they? When my, would they? My have opinion said it? is always no. When would they have said it on Tatooine? No, he's that's doing nothing on Just sitting there. People. Would, <laughs> well, I forget who it was. It's, it's a it's a two hour meditation. <laughs> Maybe Luke will come find me one day. <laughs> I think it was. Maybe. I think it was sure. Joseph Scrimshaw of the Four Center podcast, on, and he's sometimes on Collider. He said, "I want." A Kenobi movie, like I think, somewhat jokingly, I want to see a Kenobi movie more than I want to have a child right now. And I was like, "What? Like, what do you think that movie's gonna be? Like, everyone's always like, oh, I want a haunt uh, Obi Wan movie with Ewan McGregor.' I'm like, it's literally just yeah. him sitting there the on only, Tatooine. The only thing that we need explained <laughs> about Obi Wan is how did he choose the name Ben? Exactly. <laughs> that's the that's oh, the yeah. only thing <laughs> which they're definitely explaining in Christopher Kenobi coming out this. Of course. Ah, yeah, uh, yes. Uh, so, um, Hello there. Yeah, so so the future <laughs> of Star Wars. From that I think the future <laughs> no, of Star Wars is now brighter because of the failure of Solo. Yeah, I, I like even though you might not like Ryan Johnson's Star Wars take, I'd rather them make you know a trilogy. I'd rather them make a spin-off trilogy that has like a set. This is where we start. This is where we end. This is the story we're yeah. telling. Is One it a director. Than just, than just sure. Uh huh. Is it a spin-off? It's or is co- it apparently completely like different. Like from just like we've a different storyline. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like nothing right. to do with Skywalker's. Like compare, like, finally. <laughs> so jeez. Like apparently there won't be a character in that trilogy that we've seen before. Wow. So that would be surprising. It would be interesting. So, so we'll see. Which would be really cool. Maybe that's Old Republic. Oh, could we'll be. See. Don't know. Um. So yeah, I think we're gonna. You know, we did this with our. Um, we did this with our DC. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna rank this. I mean, Star Wars rankings is like people take this yeah this seriously, is seriously man. Yeah. Seriously. So we're gonna go around. This is like the moment we have all been waiting. Talk for. about our rankings. All, all the podcasts have led to us being able to rank them now. <laughs> God, this is so many hours. So yeah, oh, this is I will, so much. We will calculate it. I've calculated before. I think before this episode, it was like sixteen or seventeen hours that we've talked about Star Wars on mic. Mm-hmm. We're at like one and a half right now. Yeah. So so, so let's keep the keep, keep it rolling. the shit rolling. Keep the shit rolling. <laughs> Right. So go ahead, Brendan, your your rankings. There's been this ten is, This now. is too long, so my mom's not going to listen to this. Yep. So, <laughs> safe. 
My rankings from from worst to best. Okay. Ten to one. Ten to one. So we have Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace, Revenge of the Sith, Rogue One, Solo, Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, A New Hope, Last Jedi, and The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Last Jedi's That's two fun. for you above the original, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, there's nothing... I mean, I disagree with There's you. Nothing there's, no, but, no, yeah, yeah, there's nothing too egregious, but yeah. Yeah, nothing nothing too egregious there. Attack of the Clones, number one! Best I, movie! I feel like you guys are going to kill me when we get to mine, but... Probably. All right, that's fine. Oh, Matt, go ahead. <clears throat> uh, you went from worst to last, correct? Yes. I did. Ten, ten to yes. one. Okay. Um, we've got Attack of the Clones... Yeah, Last Je- yeah, Yes, as okay. the worst. Okay. Last Jedi. Didn't see that coming. Uh, Phantom Menace. That hurts. Solo. Rogue One. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Force Awakens. Return of the Jedi. A New Hope. Empire Strikes Back. Wow, you have the, the original the trilogy, our top three. Oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, bottom, I have uh, Phantom Menace. I know that, that's, a, that's a little different. A lot of people put Attack of the Clones. Um, I have Phantom Menace, then Attack of the Clones, then Rogue One, Ooh. then Don't Strangle Me, A New Hope, Ooh. Uh, then Solo. Then you think Solo is better than the original? I do. I think it's, wow. it's, um, it's a much better watch. Wow. Um, then I have... Wait, yeah, okay. Solo, Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, Empire Strikes Back, Last Jedi. Three. Oh, Empire Strikes Back is two. L- Last Jedi is Last one? Jedi's number one It for is, you. yeah. So I, d- I did a little backward. I, I mostly went off of the ratings that I had given. Um, but I, I gave Force Awakens a better rating than Last Jedi. And I think that's, I think that's right in terms of like film quality. I kind of talked about this a little mm. bit on the Last Jedi episode. But I, I enjoy watching Last Jedi more. So that's that's why that's at the top for me. Yeah, I think the I think these are in order of how I ranked them, but uh, like in terms of like rating. But I don't I didn't do that on purpose. Like I wasn't doing it with like rank, rating in mind. All right, so number ten for me, I agree. Phantom Menace. I know we talked about it when we did those two podcasts that I definitely think Phantom Menace is worse. So ten Phantom Menace, nine Attack of the Clones, eight is Solo, seven Return of the Jedi, which I is probably my controversial pick. <laughs> Um, six, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, that's my re- controversial pick. I'd say I enjoy Revenge of the Sith more than Return of the Jedi. Um, number five for me is Rogue One. Number four is Force Awakens. Number three is The Last Jedi. Number two is Empire. And number one is Episode Four, A New Hope. Um, so, wait, did you say Episode Four is your favorite? No, five. Okay, so I'm the only one with Episode Four as my favorite. Um, I, I, I still hold that, I think, in terms of just favorite movie it's probably my favorite movie and that still holds um but what i noticed just sitting here is that three of my top five are disney movies disney made movies wow so (laughs) you know people have been giving kathleen kennedy shit recently online but i mean yeah she's kind of she kind of botched solo a little i'd say i'd say a lot of solo was probably her fault for firing lord and miller um and the failure of it but i I mean, I love three of the movies, three of the four movies they made, and I'd give a good review to all four of them. I'd say they're four for four for me. Disney's four for four. Yeah. Um, so fairly varied lists. Yeah, yeah I'd say yeah. None of us were really that similar. Um, I'd, I'd say the biggest the biggest shock would be you at uh, Last Jedi one, and then him at nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it, it was it was a very divisive movie. Like yeah. I, I just I walk away from it and I feel 
just I don't know it, the the that movie I can't talk but that movie just makes me feel unlike I think any other movie. Um, sure. Last Jedi I had it like when I first saw Last Jedi I had it at number two in front of Empire and then we did this podcast series and I realized how much I love Empire hmm, and how like. Yeah, I mean, like, Empire's up there. I talked about yeah. it when we had the discussion for the originally Hope and Empire. Well, especially the Empire podcast when I watched it and realized how much I loved it. It's 1A, 1B, really, but I would give it to A New Hope over Empire, because I think <laughs> Empire's, like, basically tied with A New Hope. Those two together are just amazing for me. Sure. Um, so, yeah, after 11 podcasts, we didn't rank Clone Wars, because I think it's implied that it's last <laughs> for me. For me, it is. Probably. Um, I know, yeah, so those were the 10 live-action movies. Episode 9, as long as we're still doing this podcast, we'll be back in a year and a half reviewing episode 9. See what happens with that. We got uh, we got Carrie Russell joining the cast. We have Billy D officially. Billy D! Yes! Um, production's starting soon, so, you know, maybe like six months to eight months from now we'll be getting a trailer, hopefully. So uh, Who knows? They're ramping up towards episode 9 now. Solo yeah. is done. It's leaving theaters very soon, so... Time for a break and then episode nine ramp up. So yeah, that's the end of our Star Wars series. I kind of if you if you listen to all of these, like props to you, jeez, yeah. yeah, for real. It was yeah, it took us a long time. I think we started this back in January we have or a February. Lot to say about Star Wars. Yeah, we we talked a lot about Star Wars, which this is yeah, this was I think this was a lot of fun doing this. For it, me. Was. it was it was yeah. awesome. It was double the length of the DCEU, but I think it was worth it at least <laughs> for me. Um, so yeah, that's the end of our Star Wars series. We'll be back with episode nine. Hopefully. Come on the show, Donald Glover. Yeah, Donald Glover. Donald Glover 83. And Aaron Wright, because I want to talk to him about playing Harrison Ford, basically. I want to, um, yeah. But next, we're, we're not exactly sure what we're going to do next, um, so I guess it'll kind of just be a surprise. Yeah. Uh, we, we promise we will review Vertigo and Ready Player One at some I'm point. I'm so excited Someday. for Vertigo. Mm-hmm. Those, those should be fairly soon. Yeah, those those two should be fairly especially soon. Especially Vertigo. Yeah, especially yeah we, Vertigo. Have, we have some other like series of, ideas. of movies. Yeah, ideas. ideas. But I don't think we're going to do a huge groups. franchise for a while. No. We'll probably. see when we put those no. in. We're, <laughs> we're, we're kind of franchise burnt out right now oh, we're yeah. talking about franchise movies. <laughs> so, yep. so yeah, we're going to be doing some individual reviews, you know, different series coming up. Uh, different kind of series so uh cool thanks beans. for listening guys if you listen to the entire series thank you a lot hope you enjoyed it yeah, we had a lot of fun even, doing even it. if you just listen to one thing yeah, yeah if awesome. you just listen to this uh if this is your first episode thanks for listening thanks for clicking on us thanks so much appreciate so, yeah you. i'm ryan i'm brendan i'm matt i'm logan thanks for listening guys see ya thanks yep has been the cinema talk podcast pause for one sec no no seriously i need to talk to you guys about something